you can take a fact, regurgitate it in a way where it's not at all false, but completely misleading. Imperial Schools of Honor podcast. I'm Josh Follin. And I'm Jay Baxter. And we are going to be bullshitting about the formative years of console gaming as we revisit the periodicals that covered it again. We are reading through yet another relic of antiquated video game literature today, burning through the pages of GamePro issue 9 instead of watching Garfield and X-Men on Fox Kids Saturday morning cartoons like we should be. The link to the issue is in the show notes, as it always is. Please rate and review the podcast. If you post it, we'll read it here. Give us validation and self-worth. Now, what are we jamming on now? Jay, what are you jamming on now? Was that our most perfunctory opening ever? Was that my most perfunctory <laughs> opening delivery ever? Was, even with the mishap, it was very all business. <laughs> very, very. All right, let's, let's get to let's this. Go. <laughs> let's get to it. I got shit to talk about here. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I am playing Doom Eternal. And only Doom Eternal. I was going to ask if that was Doom yeah. behind you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Doom Eternal 100%. So this... I mean, we've talked Doom before, obviously. Like, we've downloaded Doom 2 when it was on sale in the Xbox store for, like, $2 or something. Like, and that was fun. Um, Played the original Doom back in the day, Doom 2, and even beat Doom Eternal back in 2016, which was tough, super satisfying to me. Like, such a good game. No, you mean Um, Doom 2016, not Doom Eternal. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. This is Doom Eternal, but in in 2016, I beat Doom 2016. Right, you said Doom Eternal in 2016. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, how, so how, how early are they giving you shit? In- <laughs> <laughs> Not that early. Uh, yeah, man, it's... So I'm I'm super used to Doom. Like, I really like it. And when Eternal came out, I was kind of like, a new Doom already? Like, I just beat the 2016? Okay, fine, you know. But I started it and got stuck, like, at the beginning. And I was like, ah, oh, just done. So I just dropped it. I was like, yeah, maybe I'm just done with Doom. But, yeah, they just released the next-gen update on it, which I wasn't even aware of. I just happened to pick it back up because I was like, man, Doom was really fun. Let me just pick it back up. And apparently I just had to clear the cache like usual, come back, (laughs) blow through the path, you know. And now I'm having a blast. Like, I'm so much farther in. And the reason I picked it back up is because I heard the multiplayer was just lit. And I love a a good multiplayer, but it recommends you play through the campaign first i'm like well i do love the campaign so i guess i'm just in this for the long haul and yeah man it's 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 all i've been playing i I, it's one of those games it always throws me off how it's the only game i play where you have to be moving all the time and the tips tell you that like don't stand still so i gotta be ready for it so i think i I don't know that that 2016 vr version on ps man (laughs) I, I, i know i've said it so many times on this podcast already but like it it was just like i'm i don't know man i, I there are i'm not sure there's a real world physical activity that made me feel that i know of that i've done in i don't know how long that made me feel as physically drained as i would feel after like 27 minutes of doom 2016 <laughs> vr like fucking just ah oh, oh, just like an onslaught on your senses is fucking unreal uh, yeah i would play it i would play this new one if they didn't make me sign up for shit on bethesda <laughs> I actually don't. I signed up for nothing. I just jumped in. So you probably I'd... already have a Bethesda account. It probably is already tuned in. Already fucking. Already. That's very possible. <laughs> Although I don't get emails from them, so I'm not sure. But <laughs> yeah. if you have it, it's totally worth it. I am. I'll, 
Like I said, I'm gonna have to do it once fucking Elder Scrolls <laughs> comes out anyway. So maybe, and I do need a new game. So maybe I'll fucking bite the bullet. But yeah, it it was either this or deciding to finally dig into either getting back to my Halo plan to finish all the Halos before Infinite comes out, or getting in getting back in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. But again, that game is so big, and I've been wanting to play Doom like. The real reason I, ca- I stopped playing games like Doom that are scary, that I were super fun, is because of the kids, you know, because I can't play them most of the day. I got to wait until, especially with the kids getting older now and staying up later, like, I'm, it's really late night or weekend, you know, especially when the little ones are up. But now that my daughter is old enough to where, eh, she can see me kill fake demons, like, who can't, you know, <laughs> I like it a lot more, and it's totally worth it. So if you haven't played Doom Eternal, the graphics look yeah. even better now, totally worth it. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, I uh, there's, I... Literally, the only just my spite is the only thing that stopped me. Like I said, I downloaded it and I was going to play it, and then they made me do that, and I was like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> so like, yeah, the idea that yeah, I'm, I'm the I don't think I was aware when I downloaded the first time that I didn't that it was not optimized for the new generation. So I'm kind of glad that I did wait because that's if I'm gonna fucking own this fucking machine and might as well play the best things for it as opposed the best versions of things for it, rather I should say. Um, so, it's yeah, a maybe. That, dude, I'm I'm surprised because with this environment being so, I mean, it, it's fake. Obviously, you're hell on earth and all this kind of things. But whenever I play something like Assassin's Creed or any of the other games, ESO, the backgrounds are more rooted in like a real life, like an earth type of thing. And so you're just like, or Sea of Thieves, you're like, wow, the water, this this, the graphics are great. This is amazing. And this is different in that, yeah, it's real, but obviously you're in this, you know, not this fictional environment. But it's still so good. Like I just I get sucked in, and even even though now we have XCloud and I can play on my computer with you know no additional software, which is amazing, I still want to go sit on my TV with all the hardware that I have there and see it like in the in the best way that it's meant to be played. Until until we start releasing some of these things to come, which I can't talk about other peripherals. That's the way I want to play it because it's so good. Yeah, that yeah, I mean the, the these that those kind of like I mean yeah, I'm like a lifelong fucking doomer. The st- the store really, it, and I you know I don't really like those kinds of games, but that specific mm-hmm. story world, I guess, or I mean, it could literally just be brand allegiance. Like I mean yeah, I was on board for the very first one, and, you know, uh, on the shittiest of fucking 486, 386 probably PCs. <laughs> so like yeah, I mean I just. Been on the been on the ride. Hold, I I didn't never really play Doom three. That was the only one that I didn't really spend any substantial time on. Uh, and yeah, I mean fucking, it's got me for sure. So fucking all I gotta do is get past my stubbornness, and I'll probably I'll, I'll on. <laughs> yeah, when the fuck's yeah, when when is the VR thing coming, Jay? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. That would be nuts, man. I, <laughs> based on what you said, I can't even imagine. Even I still pull out my VR for my PS4 since that's the only VR I have right now. And it's it's so good. Like, the thought of anything better VR. Like, yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, God. It's Subnautica and VR. I just can't. <laughs> Speaking of, so is that the only game you're still playing right now? Did you find uh, something else? Was it still just- <laughs> uh, okay. I tried. I tried Dark Alliance because you, you piqued okay, my interest. Yeah. It's, it's No? It's kind of amazing that they were able to turn a D&D story world into the exact same thing as Outriders. Like, it's, I don't know, loot crate, kill shit with repetitive button mashing, get meaningless loot crates, rinse, repeat, over and over and over and over and over again. It's such a fucking boring way to play a video game. It's such a boring thing, activity. Just, like, 
kill things with like just button mashing, get this stupid loot crate with this like semi meaningless contents that supposedly changes fucking some meaningless thing about the way you mash buttons on the next time. It's just like such a boring cycle. Like there's no effort towards story in that game. There's no fucking, you're not really developing a character in any way, shape or form. I really hated, yeah, how like it was just the four static things. Like I thought there would be some more bearing. You said that when you explained it, but like the just having to pick those four specific people uh, is such a such a low exposure to the character D&D. set that that the D and D offers you. You know, it's such a limited. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and then, and even kind of like the guy I chose the it's close to like the ranger elf character is pretty close. He's like a dark elf. It's kind of like close to what I was picking, which is like the tiefling ranger was the uh, actual character type that I was dicking around with when I was playing the tabletop thing a couple of years or so ago. Uh, but it still was very unfulfilling in that regard. And yeah, I, just, I, I played, I got through, I think what probably constitutes like the first boss thing. I don't know how much did you play it? Like the, the big ogre thing that was like up that yeah. little hill. Like, yeah, yeah I killed that thing and then got into the next section i was like this is the exact same thing i've already done for like the the like no effort whatsoever like going back to like the base camp or whatever it was the 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 place where you go to the next mission like there's just no effort there at all to make that uh an actual uh alive environment you know it's like literally just like kiosks (laughs) <laughs> you know, fucking uh, just awful, 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 awful effort to uh, use an IP that can do so much more. Um, so, yeah, that had to be tough. That had to be tough for them because I was I was actually talking. We had Poker Night and my buddy who is very much in the D&D, like he has table, like the whole setup. And, and we were talking about it and it, it kind of had me thinking about this because of your comment before about that world being so expansive and so deep and like the fact that it is much more limited, but in that game, like how do you not make it just this game where anything goes, you know, like how do you rein it in? So I, that had to be tough. Cause I was a little surprised also with the four character thing. I thought there would be much more selection. Like there is, you know, create character creation in other games. Like, like but Skyrim. I was like, well, <laughs> you know. yeah, I'm like, maybe and, and I get that Skyrim is like a whole, you know, they, they were not trying to make Skyrim. I know that, but <laughs> It's, if you want my attention anyways, you got to come closer than they, they did, for sure. Man, I wish I had experienced Skyrim the way you guys did. Everybody talks about it like it's so amazing. I'm like, I, oh, I just missed that boat. God, I dude. played other games after that. Like, I have it, clearly, in multiple different versions, but I just don't know if I can go back to it now, you know? <laughs> it's... And yeah, I've, between the PS3, PS4, and the PS4 VR versions, I mean, I've probably played each one 100 hours. That's crazy to me. That's... <laughs> So where would that game fall in terms of your like all-time greatest games? Like I've oh, never played oh, one the game. It's, it's the greatest video game ever. It's there's not there's nothing even close. Like it's like the amount of good lore and story building and world building. And like that's the thing. Like it's so out. I mean, you were talking about a game that's a decade old now. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So like that's what I mean. Like when I, you know, I make my jokes about like, when the fuck is the new Elder Scrolls coming out? Because the modern technological capabilities, if they are infused with the same level of effort and care that went into Skyrim is going to be 
fucking unreal because I mean, we talked about you know the, the the VR version of it. Obviously, is the most advanced, probably, um, whatever uh, way to physically experience those story elements and and lore and all that shit. And like you know, I mean, the fucking walking around the fields and seeing the fucking fireflies and shit floating around the flowers. And like I said, being able to use the moons to fucking navigate in the world. You know, it's like that level of care and attention and again just a, a truly built ecosystem like it has like and and it, it, it's that's what i mean too like it's the political thing of it is so basic like you just have the two parties essentially that you're choosing between uh, the imperialists or the uh what the fuck's the other group called red guard high elves dunmer <laughs> no, <laughs> throwing no, in all, all the races yeah, no, yeah those are races no yeah that's that's the thing like the the that that's 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 its own layer of complexity in that it's not has nothing to do with the race of the things, which is you know I think probably how a lot more games of that type would would steer that. Like there there is like a a a non there there is there is a partisanal nonpartisan fucking balance between like you know uh, 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 the imperialists are probably more Nord focused, but you don't have to be a Nord to be an imperialist. You can be an ogre that for whatever, and, and they take the time to create that backstory and lay it in there and let you find why that orc or why that ogre orc, whatever I was thinking orcs when I originally started this point, uh, <laughs> why that orc would have chosen that path in life. Like there's a reason and they mm. fucking, and you will learn the backstory of it. If you take the time to explore it, you know what I mean? And find out why that orc has went against probably the more commonplace adversarial to the Nords right. stance on life, you know? And like, it's just, it's just so fucking good. And like, and again, the, the, I don't know how, if you, how much you played the game and got down that, the political fucking uh, storyline uh, of that, where you, you actually get to the war part and you take part in the fucking war did you get did you do that no i barely touched the barely scratched the surface of that game oh my god my, my eso loved like yeah it's, oh, god know. dude yeah you can you can get if you like go far enough down the storyline with either group eventually the thing comes to an actual war head and you take part in the battles and like you like are part with the you go out you know the General tells you we're attacking, and you go over there, and fucking there's a war going on, and like you battle, you, you can kill your, your own soul. Like that's the thing too; it's like total autonomy. You can, if you want to go over there and just kill everything, you can, you know, like, or, or you can take part and help the soldiers that are trying to storm the keep or whatever the fuck it is, you know. And yeah, yeah it's just just the level of care and attention to detail and the effort to make it full alive and real is just it's unprecedented and unparalleled in any other video game I've ever played and like so that's a decade old if you take what this new system can do and then do that same thing from scratch and that's why it, you know like i want it to fucking come but i'm also glad that it's been so long because i know they're working on it the whole time <laughs> you know and it's just like we talked about with the fucking television and film ip properties like you know you got to spend the fuck to, to you, you cannot rush story building world building you have to take the time you have to Get it, you know. Like I'm, I'm cut. I'm, I'm cutting my fucking, uh, the new hype video for the, the my new Bills hype video for the new season, right? Normally I do these things in like three days, and I normally just sit down and just do them. This year 
I'm doing the first one. I'm literally, you know, I spent probably a week and some change doing it here. I'm not going to release it till the first preseason game in August. And that means I'm going to spend two months or a month and a half just watching it and making the most minute changes to make it better and just like spending like just because i'm not gonna release it just like i'm not you know it's not like i'm still necessarily working on it but i'm gonna watch it all the time because i like that's why i make these things i like to watch them so like i'll sit and watch mine because i think they're the best <laughs> and, and every time i watch it, i go ah i can tweak that a little bit or i want i, I that they're just a, that's just a, a frame or two not where i wanted to hit with the music and yada 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 you know and like just spending that time of just re just going over it again just watching it and and pruning it and 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 making little tiny changes for for, for betterment make that's what makes good creative shit and like that's why you know i i think that's what they do in taking so long with these and that's probably why fall of force sucked because they rushed it <laughs> you know like that's yep. that's exactly you know you got you cannot fucking rush that kind of complexity and storytelling you just can't not possible man the human fucking mind can't do it <laughs> so makes sense especially with a follow-up type of game where people are used to it like yeah right 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 so yeah dark alliance definitely not skyrim uh <laughs> I, I, on the upside i did see darkest dungeon was on game pass as a result of searching for that game so so i downloaded that maybe i'll i'll, I'll fire that up again um that's like i don't know if you remember me talking about it. it's like a turn a very difficult turn-based rpg that's that's pretty well done it's been out for quite some time now. No. Uh, yeah, but I mostly, I, uh, that's a super 20-minute way of, of saying that I am mostly just playing Subnautica still. <laughs> <laughs> that's what uh, I figured. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm getting all the creature eggs. I'm building out the alien containment wing of my base, which they changed. They improved your the way you can use that technology, the alien containment technology, where you, like, they're, you know, they're essentially just fish tanks. But they... Uh, they did this it, with uh, the base building in general. I've talked about that, how they changed it and expanded it and, and, and made it, gave you a little more flexibility with that. And, and I was surprised to find that the alien containment stuff also was expanded. I expected, even though the base building in general had changed, I did not anticipate a little thing like that to also be able to embrace the different building blocks that you can use for base building now, you know, which was very cool. And so now I'm, yeah, I'm creating like a fucking compound, an alien containment <laughs> com compound and going out and getting all the eggs. There's, there's so many more, you know, they, they, and it was, it, you know, it most fucking logical choice ever from the developers. Like uh, there's no doubt in my mind that people were like, Oh my God, this is a fucking cool ass part of the game in the first one, but it was very limited. There was only, you know, I don't know, maybe, fucking eight or ten something like that creatures that you go out and find eggs for and then hatch and then uh you know um study whatever look at fucking be a weirdo but the, the, uh in this one it's fucking way more of them and even the i got it's a little spoily but like there's a you can get a pet in the first one that's like mm -hmm. a super cute fish egg that you can find that you actually don't find them anywhere in the actual wild just the eggs like you can't find the actual full-grown adults and there's oh. like a little there's a little there's a little effort towards story to explain that but the second one has not the same thing but something close and there's actually multiple varieties of them you know mm -hmm. so and you can 
I don't know. I don't, I don't think I don't want to say that. That's cool. I, I think I that, that was very cool for me to discover. So I don't want to say that. But yeah, there's just cool things about that that you can do uh, and embrace. And then, the, you know, there's like a downside like the I don't know if it's well, yeah, they can die. They can the, your pet can die. It can get attacked by the, the hostile fish because it'll follow you. You can you can tell it not to follow you and have it stay at your base mm-hmm. or wherever you tell it to stop following you, I guess. Or you can have it just follow you and it'll go wherever you go, you know. You know, even what, what even if you're in your submersible or you're swimming free, whatever, the, the fish will follow you out to, and do whatever with you. And you can like interact with them and like give it a cookie and play with it and pet it and shit. It's super cute. Uh, and they, you know, they, <laughs> they, they got some like, I don't know, like the people who do minions or something that understand like, or, or Pixar that understand like the, the big eyes and like the, the little attributes that make things cute. Like mm-hmm. they got some consultation on that. They got it <laughs> or, or they are naturally into it. Cause like they, yeah, both of the, the in both games, like the, the fish is ultra fucking cute. And like, it's a fish and it's still cute, nice. you know? So like, there's like, again, yeah, there's, there's some sort of fucking, I don't know what the, the illustration or uh, animation fucking tactics are that make humans like, Oh, that's fucking cute. But <laughs> they, 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 yeah, they, they nailed it uh, for, for both, both games. Um, but anyways, yeah, so it can go out and can get hurt and it can die and like i don't even know if it, the one died on me like i think i don't it, maybe they can get lost too i think it's possible but either way like because you know you're, you're swimming and like i talked about with the getting attacked like you don't you're not you can't see or you're not you don't see 360 degrees at all times so you don't see what's happening at all times so like you know you'll just be swimming and then like your your fish will buzz around and like fucking swim in front of you and you're like oh you interact with it whatever uh you're not paying attention to it at all times you know if you if you and like you know you can forget to, to leave it behind if you if you go somewhere hostile like i would i'll leave them behind and like i don't want to take you to somewhere that's where you're likely to get fucked up but sometimes you forget and like it'll go with you anyways you know and like so yeah like i i was fucking swimming and i like just all of a sudden realized where the fuck's the fish i'm like looking around <laughs> and it's gone and like it's like it's just gone now it's been gone for like a most of the week now, this the whoa, the, it just got swallowed and you just yeah yeah I don't know, I don't know if it got eaten I don't know if it got killed I don't know if it just said fuck you I don't want to hang out with this dude anymore like I have no fucking idea but it's a fucking bummer man it's like a genuine bummer <laughs> it's oh, like wow. it's yeah, it's like an actual emotional bummer and uh, you know it's fucking it's again creating that emotional response in a player like holy shit good job you know so that's, that's impressive some, uh, yep for sure so yep still plenty to do in Subnautica okay let's talk about Game Pro Nine. the high-low game theme from Vegas Dream on the NES. Bringing us in. To April 1990. $3.95 US dollars. $4.95 Canadian dollars. For the cover price on this baby. And they dealt with the, that same illustrator that did the cover to the December 89 and February of this year issues. It's got... I think you clearly shaking your head, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's got... It's the same, like, unsettling, stressful, bulbous eyes, fucking vibe to it you know and it's like they, what is happening here like, <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. What, is with, what is with this illustration stuff yeah it's got uh, a red-haired kid in the middle of, of like full tweak mode he's being accosted by three anthropomorphic video game controllers and like the cords are wrapped around him and going into his ear so on and so forth so 
you know, it's a, it's a peripheral focused issue. And in in kind with that idea, the the lead headline is Jammin' Joysticks. And it's uh, the subtitle is Get Your Grip on Some Great New Sticks. And then 21 pages of unbeatable reviews is after that. And they highlight Nightmare on Elm Street, Rescue Rangers, Revenge of Shinobi, Monster Lair, and Nemesis. And then the next one is You Can Play Like the Pros. And the subtitles for this are Improve Your Moves with the Best Tips and Tactics. And the kid who wrote the letter bitching about tips last month is probably livid about this one. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, that, Guess that, what? His, More of the way. <laughs> yeah, that, that his plight did not institute change in the world he perceived to be a democratic one around him. <laughs> so, uh, flipping over to the inside cover, Taito maintains their ruthless stranglehold on the advertising that takes up this part of the mag with Demon Sword and Sky Shark, both of which we've seen numerous times already and we do not need to discuss further. The ads keep hitting hard here, leading to the table of contents. Those slick full-pagers for Kimco's Rescue Missy Mission and Shadowgate. We have Sunsoft's Batman, and then Acclaim's Destination Earthstar. And I thought the latter was new. Me too. But, yeah, but, yeah. The, 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 the artwork looked very new to me, but the, it, it, we fucked with this recently, because I, I remember being like, surprised by how interesting the first-person space shooter gameplay was. You know, it had a lot of I don't know, like going to different parts of a fucking grid and and some item accessory shit building type shit going on with it, but probably probably a little too dated to actually enjoy present day. Oh, for sure. I tried to mess with it and I was like, wait, no, this is no, no. <laughs> I was disappointed by this before, but nice artwork bringing me back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good marketing. <laughs> the table of contents still has the awful cropping art layout style going on. The Joystick and Freddy ones both are just horribly framed. It's unreal that they just keep that up. And some we got some HAL action comes at us next. We have full pagers for Vegas Dreams, which we've discussed at, at length already, but also a new one, the sequel to surprisingly fun action puzzler Adventures of Lolo. And this one is cleverly named Adventures of Lolo 2. And this hit in March, so we, we, are, we are full go on it now. And... They whipped just like digging through the ad. They whipped up some pretty good copy that I wanted to read because I thought this was a good a good story building uh, blurb here. Our hero Lolo has charmed, enchanted, and confounded puzzle loving game players around the world with his unfailing courage and plucky persistence. And now he's off for his second quest. Join forces with Lolo and his faithful sidekick Lala for another journey full of puzzles and pitfalls. Praised by players, critics, and educators alike, the Lolo series teaches logical thinking and patience without sacrificing the fun. And Again, I, I just love when the, when these games like, and sometimes like I think this is a little bit of a stretch, as opposed to the one like the history. Uh, was it what? What the fuck is the developer, the doing the Nibunga's ambition and the uh, romance of Three Kingdoms oh, or whatever? Yeah, the yeah, yeah. They're, they're like they're they're absolutely pitching that it's like a history teaching game, and I think that's factual in that case. This might be a little little bit of a stretch. I mean, it is real time logic puzzles and like. That's what I like about it, you know, so, but calling it, telling me that educators are praising it, I think you're probably full of shit. (laughs) None that you didn't pay to say that. (laughs) Uh, Like, if you gave it to a teacher and they liked it, does that mean she's praising it? Like, let's get some more facts here. That that is great. Yeah, that is a great, that's a great way to put it. Like, that is, that is, that is marketing at its, like, most high level thing where you can, like, you can take a fact regurgitate it in a way where it's not at all false 
but completely misleading. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's that is fucking advertising. It's funny the way that I look at now. Every time I see ads, like I always think about that. Like, is this I'll what? Yeah. I'll pull the shit or that. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's my. That's what I do with life in general, Jason. It's not. <laughs> it's not just marketing, but yeah, for sure. So I fired this up, and just as with the first one, I was immediately impressed, dude. I assume you played this. You picked one of the songs too later on, so I'm I'm guessing you fucked with this. Yeah, man. I. It's funny. I had no idea what I was doing because I didn't <laughs> the first one. Right? You didn't so, watch the tutorial? They get that tutorial they start with, and the game is fucking amazing. It's so good. If you just let the demo play, they give you a uh, forty like. Like a 30-second tutorial? I put, that's, I posted the video on fucking the show. Dude, like, I've never seen that in an NES game. How did I, I miss that? Yeah. I don't know how it, I missed that. It was so good and, like, succinct and, like, just explained every thing you needed to know to oh, just drop wow. in and play the game with no manual necessary. It was so fucking good. I was so impressed by it. I was so that's, fucking impressed by the well, tutorial. I, for me, it's funny because, obviously, I, I did not see that tutorial. Went forward. I had no idea what I was doing. And my kids were giving me instructions. I was like, <laughs> and it turns out Zion was like, oh, I tried this once, blah, blah, blah. Like she somehow like came across it. I was like, okay, that makes sense. Cause I'm like, what is going on? But I got stuck on the second stage. It was fun. Don't get me wrong. It was actually think, fun. And I was impressed. I, think I did too. I think I did yeah. too. Was that, let me, oh no, level three was my, was where I, I got on level two. And I was like, what am I doing wrong here? But it was enough fun that I wanted to come back and deal with it again. So I will come back to that. Yeah, but I like They're it's good. level two. How can I be stuck right now? What is this? Yeah, you know? I, I was just feeling the same way about level three. I was, yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just I don't know. They these it's weird to me that these games are like this one and the first one are so fucking good and like I don't know. There's like on the surface seemingly nothing there. <laughs> like like so you, like you know fire the game up the Hal Company card uh, and then you get a cute as fuck and succinct opening cinematic thing where like setting up the story where. I think basically, I think it's telling me that you need to reacquire possession of your female. And I think I'm guessing that's Lala, the pink thing that's like has a, has, excuse me, the hand like yeah. and coming down on top of it. Uh, and then there's yeah, there's like it's a 45 second demo, on screen tutorial instructions for the game that like completely alleviate all confusion one might have about the rules of the game and 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 not having a manual it was i was again i just cannot stress how fucking incredible like I, I, I there's not another nes game that even comes close to doing that so well so great fucking job there and the yeah the puzzler aspect is, is of this game it's done like it's like yeah you, you know you gotta like there's a lot of like you know you gotta push a block kind of thing to open up a space but if you push that block there later you won't be able to get back through the place where you pushed it like that kind of logic stuff yeah. where you have to be able to see kind of like chess ahead. Exactly, like chess, like thing, yeah, see see a few moves ahead kind of thing. And it's real time. So there's enemy things, enemy sprites that some of them are more fucking robust than others. Sometimes, you know, they 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 actually have an effect on you, sometimes they don't. But you know, and then there's like I think that was stage three, there was one. So like there was this one enemy that was you could see it moving fast as fuck, but it's in a, a very confined space. But there's yeah. a thing in the room you need to get to. So you gotta push the block and let it out. But you gotta be like, you gotta realize that it's gonna hug the walls and see where it's gonna hug, and then know that it's gonna get to this place that you can basically trap it in with another block push after mm -hmm. it gets there and take it out of the space. Otherwise, you're never gonna be able to do the rest of the shit you need to do. And like little shit like that, it's just so fucking well done. The art is so cute and all looks fucking great. You know, they're like small, 
you know, not complex sprite work, but still cute and good, you know? So really well fucking done then, or there rather. And it's not like it's, I don't know. Like, I guess it is kind of kitty aesthetically, or, or it, I should say it is kitty aesthetically. It has this almost childlike vibe to the artwork, but it is not like it's not like they're not kitty puzzles at all. You know, yeah. it is like it is like difficult, thought provoking stuff. So in that way, maybe the educators do praise it. I don't know. But it was cool. Well, regardless, see. it's fun. And the fact that we're talking about a game that I've never played before that came out decades ago. And it's fun. Like, I'm it, it makes me so happy when that happens, you know, yeah. like when we come across some of these games that are older and it's like, oh, I never tried this. And you're like, ah, no, it's just I can't mess with it. It's too old. Yeah. It's not not there for something like this which seems simple that i almost skipped over and i was like what have i tried this let me try it and it turns out to be so much fun yeah that's a win yeah yeah for sure yeah it's fucking absolutely a great part of doing this stuff did you so did you find the suicide feature did i find i don't think so yeah so so yeah so you can absolutely you can get to like a no win state. You can you can put yourself in a no win state. Oh wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely because so, I was so like, yeah, I you, can't do anything else. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah, if you hit select, mm-hmm. it's still it's still adorable too. It's funny too. So it's suicide, which is like this mature, complex psychological thing, uh, our choice to make in life, you know, whatever. <laughs> and it, like, but it's like this super cute little fucking character. And even the death animation is like this super cute thing where he's like, ah, and like jumps up in the air and like, <laughs> flies out. But yeah, so basically you hit select to kill yourself when you when you decide that you, you, you can't win. And then it just, you have a life counter and there, it's pretty, pretty liberal with the number that you have. So the idea is that this is part of the game that you do kill yourself and you're gonna, you're gonna back yourself into corners and you just try again. And you know the uh, the it just restarts the the same level you're on with every with all the elements reset the things that you can push and everything is back to the beginning so yeah just fucking so fucking cool man like I, I want to do like I want to do a game app on like I like it's almost like I feel I think there's a third one too I want to say you know so maybe wait for that and then do them all at once or something like I, I don't know what we talk about exactly because you, you know we can't I guess it's kind of like Dig Dug Two, where where you know the we just talk about the format and the strategies as opposed to kind of the actual game exp- the in our our individual game experience is relevant. It's just talking about kind of the broader strokes of how the game presents itself to you, you know. So I I, I guess, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. It depends on how many uh, how many levels there are, because if there's like if it's like Dig Dug and there's like I don't know. Dig Dug had like 75. If there's like 50 levels and I'm stuck on two or three, I don't know, man. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's fun. It's fun enough where I would definitely be interested in it. And it's the kind of thing, too. Yeah, be perfect example. Like, you know, like unless you're just misremembering the level number and we're talking about the same level, which is possible, yeah, I suppose. Which is very possible. <laughs> yeah. The I mean, was it the one where you started right by the, the in the bottom left corner and there were the bushes by the the, the, the treasure chest? Yeah. Is that the one where you got stuck and the thing comes out of the corner? Okay, so yeah, yeah that was three, that was three, dude. Yeah. Okay. I got stuck. Three, yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, I got stuck <laughs> on that one. That's the one I got stuck on as well. So yeah, fucking yeah, I, I'm not. I'm like, I have no idea, dude. Like, I have no idea. I I played that level like a good ten times, and I was like, I, and I don't, I don't know. It up either. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not looking up right oh, now. Oh yeah, no, no way. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You, it, 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 yeah. Especially level three. Like, no, there's. Right. I mean, the solution's got to be here. Like, what the hell? But yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't. There was no way. To push those blocks, the only thing I can think of is getting something into that. If you could trap that thing in the river, that's actually the solution. I just figured it out. I'm not even playing the game because hmm. you, you got. And this, this is a perfect example. You got to watch the tutorial to know this. I didn't know this. You can you can 
when you, you can, oh wait, I don't know if you get any things to shoot in that level. I don't know if you have any bullets. But if you have bullets and you shoot something, it turns into like a rock essentially. And you can either shoot it again to get it off the screen. If you want, oh, to, yeah. make, want, to, make right, it, yeah. want to make it go away entirely. Or you can now, and you only have a certain amount of time to do this before it turns back into the enemy, but you can push it around like it's just an object after you've essentially frozen it and turned it into this ball. But once you do that, you can push them into the water and they will float with the current and turn into a, a moving bridge, essentially, that you can walk across. So, yeah, so like if we, if, if you could get that fast moving thing in a place where you could turn it into a bridge, then you could walk across and get to that. If you didn't push any blocks up into the way, you could walk across and get to that treasure chest. But I don't think you get any bullets in that fucking stage. Pardon me while I grab my NES controller. <laughs> <laughs> For example, the fact we're talking about this much shows that it's a fucking great game. Right? But yeah. So yeah, It's an really, ad, and we've been spending like 10 minutes on it. So right, really yeah. solid. Yeah. yeah, Hal paid us uh, uh, a handsome advertising fee to, to fucking do some organic pro- <laughs> Product placement talk in, in this episode of the pod for Inventors of Lolo 2. <laughs> oh. So from there, we get a full pager for a peripheral manufacturer, Quick Shot. And there's a bunch of controllers I've never seen before. There's there's three, like, flight sim-style joysticks. The kind of, like, fucking in a, you know, goddamn F-14 or something with the fucking button, the little missile button on top and the little... That was grip. how we pictured, like being any kind of fighter pilot or <laughs> right, right, like, yeah. had that stick with, yeah. you know, shooters at the top. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they thought it's so funny to me too, that, cause you know, that's such a, that's such a small subsection of video games. You know, <laughs> the fact that they sold, like the idea that you would buy a controller just for that kind of game. Like, I don't know, man, like, I had Top Gun as a kid. I had no interest in owning one of these. <laughs> like, it's like, I don't need, no. Like one, I don't, eh, yeah, it's not great. I looked at this ad and I was just surprised. Like, what, did people buy these things? Like, yeah, would, I'd, yeah, would exactly. use all of these for? Yeah, I've yeah. never, and you know, that's, there's just, there was so much, because the third party gaming thing was such a, I mean, there's still companies that did it. That Color Dreams one that we we're going to see later at, towards the end of the mag. You know, there's companies that still fucking did it, but tension obviously they're they're very high profile fucking situation but you know because third-party games were a tough thing to exploit for a wildly popular system like this peripherals i think got really fucking leaned on heavy and there yeah there were just so many bullshit companies making bullshit nintendo controllers you know so uh not not surprising to me but yeah there was just so much shit out there and this certainly looks like just a, a pile of it but there's a there's also a gamepad there's an arcade joysticks joystick that's in the advantage vein i would say and then a pretty like this is the one that i want to talk about was the the one in the top right the like a motorcycle handlebar. control <laughs> yeah like it, it's yeah so it's shaped like a motorcycle handlebar kind of deal that like i just can't begin to fucking fathom like, how was, do you even do was that the like, slightest <laughs> you, yeah slightest but usable and it's like you know it's like it, it, it makes me think of the power glove is honestly what it makes me think of because it has the, you know the, yeah there's definitely no like um there's no haptic mm-hmm. aspect to that for sure you know no so it's 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 essentially you just are holding these handlebar things and they, they, there's a game pad within thumb reach on the left handlebar and then buttons i don't even know the, i don't know if there's buttons for the right one i can't remember i don't have it up right now in front of me but the i think maybe there's, there's a button. button 
a big one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. There's one thumb button and then there's probably like a, a finger trigger button on the back side of it, you know, for A and B. And then maybe maybe somewhere that you can start and select as well. But yeah, I mean, the idea is the, the, the thought here looking at it to me, I, granted, I haven't used it, but the thought to me is probably that you're going to use your thumb and just hit up down the same way you would, I guess, use just your thumb on a controller. Maybe that's possible, but I don't know, man. Fuck off. Like the idea there is obviously <laughs> the idea obviously there is that this is geared towards making your experience of playing some sort of excite bike or racing motorbike racing game better or more realistic. And no, this is, you're just making, you're just changing the way you have to hold. Yeah. 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 And the idea that you're going to pay for that is crazy as fuck, you know? And, and even going back to our calling bullshit and marketing sec, like theory, it says 20 million joysticks sold worldwide. Yeah. Get like, the fuck out like, of here, man. I don't know. How are those? I've never, I've never seen any of sales. Exactly. If these are real sales, like, is this, you sold them, you got, you manufactured them and sold them to retailers and they haven't actually sold yet. Like, is that what we're talking about? Is is Toys R Us shipping these back to you in two months? (laughs) (laughs) I've sold 20 million. And then next month they're going to, Toys R Us is calling you like, yeah, these are not selling. We're we're going to have to get these back. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah. Like how, how many NESs were in the marketplace at this time? We've looked at those graphics. I mean, you know, it's it's a it's a lot, and like it's going to be, you know, probably hundreds of millions by this time. But still, like even if you say there's, I don't know, four hundred million fucking NESs, arbitrary number, guess mm-hmm. uh, where it's at worldwide sales wise. The idea that, I mean, what is that, four percent or something? Like, get the fuck out of here. Five percent, five percent, five percent of NES owners own one of your fucking controllers. Get a grip. <laughs> Ain't no way, no fucking way. Not a chance. So after that, we have letter from the game pros, and this is accompanied by the masthead, uh, as it usually is. And they kick it off by explaining they discontinued reader tips and are absorbing reader submissions for these into the SWAT pages. So you now get your name published alongside the pros. And I like that change. I think a kid would definitely think that is cool and cooler. I should say. Yeah. So that's a pretty fun change. And the we have a full pager for ImageSoft's Solstice Quest for the staff of demos. <laughs> and that bridges us to the mail. And the, the tagline for this is, from out of the darkness shall arise a challenge to your wisdom. And that's pretty good, I think. <laughs> but it's not out till June. So, you know, uh, I was kind of like, ooh, I, I want to check this out. But it was fucking whatever, sticking to the rules. Uh, I didn't, I didn't uh, really dive into it. But it looks like another arcade puzzler that employs like isometric 3D view. That reminds me a lot. And I don't know if you, this is a game I, oh, I think of so much because it was so intense for the time. The Immortal. Did you ever play that game? I don't know. I'd have to, I don't it think sounds they, familiar, but I'd have I to. I don't see. think they, I think that was one of the games that like Genesis, because it was an EA game. Oh. And they actually did have a port on the NES eventually, but I don't think it, I think it was too, because the whole thing was, it was like this kind of Dungeons and Dragons-y wizard, you controlled a wizard, but he had a sword and like you would get into these one, one-on-one battles with enemies. Like once you encountered them, you would go into kind of like a little battle, like a sword play sequence and you could like the, the, the kills were like ultra graphic and like you would like carve things in half and cut their fucking heads off and this really what? intense yeah really intense 16 bit uh, art style and 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 mature themes and stuff so it was like you know it was one of those kind of like mortal kombat kind of in that like it was something like the genesis was like for big boys and snes was for kids <laughs> and they didn't fucking have 
I don't think this came. I don't think this hit it on NES. And if it did, I'm sure it was or SNES rather. And if it did, I'm sure it was way watered down. But anyways, that that game is it, it, the whole thing happens in this isometric kind of fucking thing, and that's exactly what this looks like. And so whenever I see a game like that of this theming, that's what I that's what my mind goes to. And I my even though like it, Immortal honestly is not a good game, mm-hmm. but it's so it, there's this there was so much sh- hype around it at the time that like. It's still, I just cannot get fondness out of my mind when I think about it, even though every time I've ever turned it on, I'm like, this game is fucking trolls like shit. I don't know what I'm doing. Looks kind of muddy. It doesn't really look that good. But yeah, anyway, better than that, man. It looks better than that. But that kid gave the one dude, you posted the thing on the fucking socials, and that dude gave you shit for it. (laughs) But it was fun, though, because, like, yeah, obviously, first of all, the ad got me. You know, the ad was cool. I like the colors. I'm like, all right, what's going on here? Let me check this out. And it was just so unique with the whole 3D isometric, like you said, and you have to let like aim where you're jumping. And I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. It was just like you're going from room to room. You're trying to figure out where to go and how to solve these little puzzles to get things. I was and gonna it, say, so how how, yeah. how big was the puzzler element of it? Good? It's or, I, or, or good, prominent, yeah. I should say. Yeah. I think it's prominent because at first yeah. I'm walking around like, how do I get to where? And I started realizing, like, oh, like this is how you do some things, and and I was Zeke was watching me play, and he was like, "Oh, how do you do this?" And I was like, "I don't want to look at the controls and pull out a manual yet because I'm not that invested, but this is fun enough that I would." I'm intrigued. Do that at this point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's that sounds like my kind of jam for sure. That that sounds like something I'll be into. So I look I look forward to encountering in depth. The mail is expanded into two pages this month. The mailroom must be getting busier at Old Game Pro <laughs> HQ, so they're they're published on a few more of them. The first one that jumped out to me was Jason Piatak writing from Brook Park, Brook Park, Ohio. And that is basically where my uncle lives. It's like oh. West Park is technically where he's at, but they border each other and both essentially mean right at Hopkins Airport in Cleveland is, is pretty much the, they mean the same thing. But Jason is saying that he and his kid enjoy reading the mag together, which is sweet but boring. I just like, that he's, I like, just like that he was in Brook Park. <laughs> uh, the other one that I liked was the last letter from Jeff Dowis in Cornelia, Georgia. And Jeff is pissing and moaning that there were no high scores in the last issue. There's no high score section, right? So the editor retorts that readers have said in survey feedback that they don't care for the scores. And in turn, the mag is considering reducing the frequency or of appearance of them or just nixing it all together. And... The reason there sucks is because there's, they don't list the player's location, which means we can't do obscure Ohio geography lessons from it. Mm. Wish we could have seen this at the time and let them know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just thought that was funny that we talked have talked shit about their high scorer section before and that they're saying that like survey feedback says it's, it's something that needs to go. Um, any other letters in here for you? There's so much links hype here. You know, it was crazy to me, but it makes sense because at the time I was feeling the same way. You see this lit, like, obviously I had Atari. Yeah, I had my Atari. I was partial to that, even though I clearly wanted a Nintendo. I was playing Nintendo. And so to see the Game Boy, which was obviously, we love that. It was amazing. But to have this color screen, supposedly better thing, I was like, I want this link. So I I get it. It seemed, seemed like a solid competitor at the time. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, everything I've heard or read, heard, uh, fucking Jeremy Parrish, Retronauts, has done some, some, uh, he's got some Atari Lynx shit, uh, some of, some of those fucking, like the really in-depth video series that he does where he really dives into fucking the gaming timeline stuff. He's done some, some on Lynx that have talked about it that I've watched. I mean, I think technologically it was like, it 
was very impressive. And again, it's the same thing with Atari. That's always its biggest problem is like the software support is just not the third party support is just not where it needs to be to sustain something like that. You know, like they their release titles. We talked about that one when they, they had the release feature. And like, I think there was the only one that even like was something that we even kind of heard it was Rampage and it wasn't actually Rampage, I think was the case. <laughs> like it, was, it was like a different Rampage, you know. So, yeah, it just it just didn't have the software support, I don't think, to, to really sustain. And compete with the Game Boy. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, the idea of a color screen, dude, I've, I've talked about that before. Like, dude, I, I wanted the Game Gear so fucking bad, dude, that, oh, my God. I, looked, I was like, I couldn't, like, the, like, the, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, like, you know, your your kid mind warps the perception of the reality and the actual world around you. But, like, you know, like, the, I, like the, I, the gap between what the Game Boy in my hand did for me, entertainment-wise, and, like, how impressive it was. Versus, like, my perception of what the Game Gear looked like in magazine ads and the limited, uh, probably TV commercials and shit. Uh, I don't think I even knew a kid that had one, really. Uh, you know, Definitely. like, it's just like, like, they're not, I'm not even, they're not even, I'm not even playing in the same sandbox with these two things. Like, that's like, you know, just so much fucking better. Like, Sonic, yeah. that fast-ass game, you know, like, it was shit, try to move fast in the Game Boy would literally have those, like, acid trails behind it you know like it, could, like it just <laughs> yeah. could not depopulate the screen with for, with a pixel fast enough to have things move quickly you know what i mean so yeah it's just a uh very appealing for sure but yeah they so are, they what are. <laughs> what sorry not, not to cut you off but what about jay reynolds i can't I, I we cannot leave this section without talking about poor jay like uh, what did he yeah. say this one didn't jump out to me so Jay Reynolds was talking about the TurboGrafx-16 because he just purchased his. And he's like, I'm so pleased, you know, your coverage and your magazine helped me decide to buy one. And so he's talking about, he says, I get the picture that the TurboGrafx-16 gets many of its present games from the 8-bit PC engine. Oh, yeah. Since the same 16, yeah. does that mean it's only using half its powers? And they basically are just like, but, sorry, dude, yeah. it's not really. It's not really. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was like, actually. That sucks. Yeah. That that did, yeah, I, that did jump out to me. I was like, Ooh, that's kind of <laughs> <laughs> like here's this new machine, and then you buy it. You're like, hey, what about the? Give me some more details. They're like, like nah, that's shitty, Ooh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's rough. Yep. Yeah, that was that was very very blunt uh, explanation by them. <laughs> Just like I feel like that's the whole, man. Like so, there was another letter letter where somebody was talking about wanting to get their own games. Who was that? Uh, James Duffy from Parker yeah, Colorado. Yeah, like, yeah, they're just like, like yeah. Yeah, They're like, like yeah, uh, yeah, especially, yeah, with the with the work because yeah, that's how you know, fucking movie industry, man. It's like, you know, everyone trying to grab that first rung on the ladder like has their little script and th that they want someone to read, you know. And it's just like it's such a hard part about this stuff. Is like, how do I get it in front of? It's like you can't, you just can't. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Like, like yes, eventually, hopefully, you do. But when you make that, like when that happens, it's like this like incredibly complex series of events that have to line up just right. You know, there's like there's just no you're not going to write a letter to a magazine and then, then take the next that step. It's just not going to happen. Like, it's just not like, how. By the way, Jay, you should uh, talk to this person over right. here. Yeah, you know? all right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they even give a number and say like call them because like you call them, they're gonna be like, mm, hang up. <laughs> like fucking, you know. Like not even entertaining that. So I was surprised that they even said that because, like, you know, the the blunt. I mean, you know, you can't. They can't just say can't do that. You fuck off. You're fucked. You know. So like, I I guess it's like that's like that is the kind of thing. 
you know, they'll usually just like, I don't know, submit query. Like if you're, if you're a screenwriter and you want to get a manager or whatever, like they're like, just submit query letters to managers and like managers won't read unsolicited scripts either. The same thing as the managers produce things as well. So like no one really is, but you never know. Like you send the fucking letter, you send 300 of them and the one lands in a fucking inbox for a guy who just happened to lose a client and has a bug up his ass, a really free day and he reads it. And then he's like, ah, this is kind of interesting. And he talks to you and then you bucket. Now you got a manager. And like, even though you did the thing that like every other screen manager, like that'll never work. <laughs> you know? So it's, it, it is, it's fucking, it's, I don't know. It's just such a weird thing. That any creative industry is so fucking weird. Oh, for sure. I mean, any, anyone that is highly attractive like this, like who doesn't want to be an actor make or video, a producer, video, or video, video games. games. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd imagine the process is much easier now for Xbox and the Nintendo. Like, I know we have a program where if you're an indie dev at Xbox, like you can get in the pipeline and work with them. And I, I can imagine how tough it was back then. Like, it, you would think earlier it would be easier because there'd be less people doing it, right. less. But yeah, but the, I feel like the, it was the system is more <laughs> opaque, man. When you can't Google the answer to something, it's way harder to figure out. <laughs> exactly. Which all the more credit to this to this mail writer that they you know like they tried to google it with the only <laughs> with the only possible option seemingly available to them at the time so kudos to you for for trying to google analog style <laughs> so after that we get some tired and or irrelevant vic tokai and asmic full pagers uh, leading up to the cutting edge where we get two pages of turbo graphics and genesis joystick madness and this is what they were teasing on the cover essentially I'm surprised it's only two pages given that it was like the lead cover thing you know but they dedicate some real estate on the first page to explain the mechanical and electrical functionality of a joystick and it's pretty in-depth it was like new and like i learned from this and i was i was surprised and impressed by that they explain that the jump in input processing from the nes to both the TurboGrafx-16 and the Genesis is almost double. So we were just talking shit about the technological complexity of the, of the, of the TurboGrafx-16, but so it, it is better than NES though, at least in this regard. So it's like the actual numbers of it. So there's 18 input pulses per second on the NES that it can receive, right? And in the case of both the Genesis and the TurboGrafx-16, it jumps to 30. So essentially double, you know, of, of like the number of inputs that it could theoretically clearly what human beings capable of generating that but <laughs> you know i guess like the turbo button maybe you know uh yeah. but that's that's pretty cool and just uh, demonstrates like the jump you know part of the jump in between the systems or the the bit eras and the turbo graphic sticks don't mean much to me because i never fucked with one of those really but they do get into the genesis power stick towards the end a sega proprietary three button controller that jab had jab had that one and it was Paltry compared to the six-button jam I had, of course, but uh, it was a solid joystick for sure. And it, I, I love this little line that they put in here for it. If looks could kill, this baby be mass murder. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like a sexy arcade stick. I, I will give it, like, if I had my Sega Genesis, I'd be like, yeah, I, I want to get my arcade feel on. I need that. Yeah, for yeah sure. it's definitely got, it's, it's got a nice fucking... Got I like that the, the 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 hand rest part of it is very aerodynamic looking, you know. Right. Where your hand, where your hand, yeah, sleek is a good word for sure. Yeah, and yeah, the other six button one has that same kind of vibe to it. Um, just has six buttons instead of three, which is better. The 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 yeah, it's, I was I'm, the whiz is the copywriter for this article, and I was I was impressed by how racy that one was about the <laughs> thing. Uh, different time, you'd never write that in a thing today. <laughs> <laughs> 
So after some subscribe to GamePro action, we get a full pager from Taxan for Barai Fighter on the NES, which hit in March. And the art is a sci-fi soldier battling a badass, like very traditional looking dragon. And the tagline reads, defeat the Barai using massive weaponry. And I'm guessing they were aiming for a little better syntax than that. Massive weaponry isn't really the ideal adjective there, I don't think. Which is odd to me because the long form pitch blurred below is very well written and like... Not there's no translation bullshit in there or anything, you know. So <laughs> I was I was surprised that the tagline was like kind of was kind of like what exactly massive weaponry? I'm like that's not like yes a Big massive guns. weapon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like a massive weapon is appealing thing to attack something with, but like just. It just being big is not descriptive enough of a word, you know. Like you should have some sort of something there. There's there's dragons. I need more than just a big gun. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, Tell me you got an intergalactic like laser <laughs> or something. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Yep. So Barai. So I was like, what the fuck is a Barai? Exactly. It's translated from Japanese. It means hoodlum, scoundrel, ruffian, or villain. And I like all those words. So interesting. Yeah, that I I enjoyed the title uh, in that way. Uh, so I fired this up, and the difficulty selection screen after the title menu offers three levels. Eagle, Albatross, Ace. And that is a hot-ass difficulty level <laughs> option set. I fucking loved that, that menu. Uh, the game, though, I don't know, it boils down to a flying shmup. I don't think it's a bad one by any length. You got like a... Okay, it's a pretty unique directional firing system that allows you to fire all eight directions, you know, but you can't... It's kind of like that Akari Warriors problem where you, you yeah. can't change the can't change the direction you're firing mid well, you have to move the direction. This is the Akari Warriors relation, and that you have to move in the direction you want to shoot in before you can shoot in it. So there's that level of thing. But you also, and this is kind of like, you know, maybe them trying to fix that, you know, and like make it less dependent on your movement, but you like once you start say you're moving you're flying diagonal uh between up and right and you start firing at something in that direction and you so you can start in, like if you move down while doing that but keep holding the fire button it will keep firing in that diagonal direction and if you want to start shooting something that's down and right you have to stop firing still be moving in that direction and then start firing again so essentially the you can move after you start firing at something, whatever direction that is. So it's like trying to. I think I think that it was like a positive effort. It wasn't like a yeah. you know uh, just a shitty. Just, like, it wasn't just like an unknown decision. I think it was a conscious choice to try to eliminate that problem of where you where you can't move away from the thing you're killing essentially. <laughs> you know, which is why Akari Warriors gets shit. So that was a cool and interesting effort to to fix that. But it's it's super weird and hard to get used to for sure. You know. So yeah. uh, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if it actually fixes the problem. It just presents a different one. Uh, yeah. It fixes that problem. Fixes that problem. It poses a different one. So yeah, it's it's nothing special, but it's kind of fun. You know, the the controls definitely got on my nerves. I was like, ah, it was it was fun enough that I was like, ah, this is all right. But yeah, yeah. I I don't think I could play through the whole thing with that control situation. It just it's just annoying. It's yeah. not it's not smooth. Yep. I mean, yeah, the fact, you know, those kinds of games, I'm usually, the second I turn them on, I'm like, how quickly can I get to a place where I can say I hate this and turn it off, right? That's, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm trying to do when I turn on a flying shmup, especially a space shmup. So the fact that I played it and I was like, eh, I'm like, eh, kind of like, I don't think I finished the first stage, but I got, I didn't just turn it right off. So I, that's pretty good testament that it's not total dog shit. That does mean it doesn't suffer from fester syndrome, though, The that, that control set explanation in that like one continuous button depression on a standard controller just fires essentially turbo continuously over and over you don't have to 
jam, nice. you know, which is which is good. It's always nice. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're playing Fester's Quest and they want you to have that difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> so the Pro Classics is the next section, and it's a doozy. It's got, or rather, it's featuring Capcom's Mega Man and NES, and the, like the first installment. So does this excite you, Jay? Yes and no. Um, <laughs> like Mega Mega the original Mega Man. I don't remember the details, but I'm pretty sure Mega Man 2 was like the one. Everybody, it was so popular. That Mega, defined yeah. the genre, introduced everybody to it. And yeah, so Mega like Man everybody did, else. Mega Man did not do ter- particularly well. It was not, no. it was not a particularly well received. Not, yeah, so at, I, not, not at its release. It, retroactively, retroactively it was, yeah. Yeah. So like everybody else, I played Mega Man 2, loved that, went on, and then eventually went back, you know, after playing 2 and maybe 3 to 1. And that's, it's harder. That's a, that's a tough jump, yeah. Yeah, it's harder and not as fun as two. So it's like it's it's good to go back and like experience it, but it's not something I'm like, oh yeah, let's dive into Mega Man One. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's way more basic bitch in that it doesn't have the accessories and stuff, you know. So it's and, and it just doesn't have as many bosses, so you in turn don't have as many guns. It's just way more kind of uh, not watered down, but there's just less. There's just less Mega Man in it, you know. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> it's more like man. There's literally if you if Mega Man is a is a quantifiable thing, it has less of it. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, comparatively, I mean it's still Mega Man for sure. Yeah, I mean it's yeah I, like I don't know like I I I think like around when we were ended up choosing to do the Mega Man two game app, like I think I was then or close to that time trying to get through the first one because I've ne- I still have never beat the first one. I don't think the Wily sequence in that game is fucking hard man like really fucking hard so yeah i don't i don't like i would like to beat it and i like i would i remember enjoying the like it's like it's it's hard as fuck but it's not like bullshit hard it's just like this is hard you know (laughs) you know like you're gonna have to fucking try real hard to beat this so you know there's like that like kind of i want to conquer this kind of thing with it you know that that uh part of my little video game pilgrimage that i want this podcast to be I, like that's definitely the kind of thing that i want to do and that's one of the games that for sure it's on my little mount olympus so it's it's something i do want to eventually get to so uh, i'd absolutely play it for a game app there's a page of hot at the arcade hits after that and the games featured are midnight resistance from data east and night striker from taito and the first is a side-scrolling platform shooter. The second is a futuristic battle racer. I have never seen either in my life. Have you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. Midnight Resistance seems like the type of game that would totally be up my alley. I've played so many arcade games in my life. I wouldn't be surprised that I have played this before. It just doesn't look familiar. But it's the type of game that if I'm at an arcade and I got quarters, I'm probably going to play that one. It's the polar opposite for me. Like I played so little arcade games in my life, comparatively. Like I mean, especially mm-hmm. after like barcading as an adult now. Like I, I like I played. I like the amount of times over that my like cumulative time played on arcade machines as an adult is compared to how much I got on them as a as a pre eighteen year old child is I don't know fucking fifty fold. Like I like had yeah. so yeah. Very little to no exposure as arcade to arcade games as a kid. Oh, um, dude, like, you, yeah. you missed out when it was in the. I, in oh, addition believe me, to Go- believe me, <laughs> believe me, Jay. I know. I'm. I'm I was aware that I was missing. Aladdin's out. Castle was not your no. place to be. Oh, I, I would have. No, it was, but no one was taking me there. So. Oh yeah. There. <laughs> <laughs> well, in addition to just you know the normal malls, like growing up, because of the way I grew up, which is a whole no long story, we would travel every year for like you know. 
well over a week. And so we would go to these locations. There was always an arcade nearby. So I'm always like, as a kid, I would, can we go to the arcade? And I've saved money. So I would, I hit the arcades all the time. So this would definitely be up my jam. I would love to. Like, I feel like, cause that, like I, you know, get into the mall and not happen often. Cause you just go to the mall and spend money and we didn't have money. So the, what I would, I feel like I would get m- more opportunity to play video games at like, kind of like car- like local carnival type deal, like fairs and stuff, like little shitty towns, like uh, Bucyrus or like little shitty towns in Ohio that would do like the Rain County Fair probably, you know, and they would have like a little bullshit arcade set up. And that honestly would be where, or, or bars, or plenty of bars too. Bars and that, you know, is where, and bars would only usually only have like one or two, maybe three. So it was always like a, you know, just like very limited um sparse and random exposure to them and opportunities to play them as a kid. But yeah, I, you know, they had an Aladdin's castle at the nearest mall to me, but getting to the mall. Ah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so these games, yeah, mean nothing to me whatsoever. And we then have the acclaimed Double Dragon 2 full pager. And the last thing in the section is the Adventures of Game Pro, that the the comic. And so, like, the you know, we had the teaser last time, last issue of Todd's heading back to Earth now, like, big story turn. And it was it was totally a, a, a false narrative point in that, like, it was only a... Basically, he comes to the TV and finds that the kids, like, can't see him. He's almost like, I don't know. Like, I, they didn't really explain, like, the why it was that way. Like, basically, though, he had to head back to the video dimension and the evil darklings are closing in until... Most definitely to be continued, kind of kind of deal, you know. So it was very much just like a a false dead or a dead end kind of thing that you thought was an actual step in the story. You know? So yeah, it was a good issue though. I will say that. Like I I thought the last couple of issues, I'm like, okay, you know, this is this is a a fun little thing. But like this issue, I feel like we got some more information, some more actual action from the game pro decision wise. So sure, sure, you got the yeah, because yeah, they basically so yeah, he he comes in and then they cut to like a a full page. I actually like, it ended up not using it in the key art for the episode, but like it was like a cool enough page of art that I screenshotted it and was thinking about using it for the art. You know, so like yeah, it's like this thing of like yeah, a big story, a, a big uh, progression in the Darklings like what their plan is for sure. Yeah, so. Which is uh, nice. kind of, almost, almost like cut to the B story kind of thing. Like, what are they? <laughs> what are they doing over at Skeletor's castle right now? You know. <laughs> that is the Adventures of Lolo two on the NES ending theme bringing us into the pro views blasting off act two of the of the mag here and they start with the nes of course the first is a two banger on nightmare on elm street an nes satellite enabled simultaneous can't fucking say what this game is it's an nes satellite enabled simultaneous four-player side-scrolling action platformer that is heavily and truthfully aligned with the third film in the series released in 1987 and subtitled dream warriors this is it jennifer your big break in TV! Fuck the prime time, bitch! Easily my favorite flick in the series. Also probably the one I watched the most in my life. Did you remember... Do you know that Lawrence Fishburne is in that movie? Today? I don't remember that. I definitely yeah. saw it. It was definitely super scary, but I 
did not. Super oh, scary. Yeah, yeah. He's one of the the main hospital orderlies that that like deal with the kids. I fucking love him. He's one of my favorite actors ever. <laughs> he's so good. Uh, what is your favorite? Is, is is three? Is your favorite in the series? I don't remember them all, man. I, yeah, I feel like three was they, definitely a one because I remember that dream warriors like that just being a terrifying thought. Like just yeah. whoa. But then also, I want to say because I haven't thought about this in a while, maybe five was like a, an intense one, but now I'm going to have to look up. I don't remember. Yeah. I just remember like a couple later, five being like, oh my gosh, this is a tough one too, like a freaky one. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the whole thing, like the, because, you know, the, that was the whole thing. The kids each had like their own little, like when they were asleep, this thing that they became, you know, and like that, I love how they, they, they implement in this game too. It sucks, sucks that the game sucks, but the, <laughs> the, the adherence and the usage of the IP was, was, was well and, tr- and, um, truthfully adhered to or done, I should say. But yeah, the game, yeah, the game is absolutely, uh, I hate it. Yeah, exactly. The, like, I, I will say that I have never tried it with the four player aspect and, Anytime you couch co-op two people together, four people is probably bad times too, you know? So, you know, that might change the fun factor of this significantly. I hope it does, I guess I should, uh, I should maybe say. But uh, I've never tried that, and, and one-player version is dog shit for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. It's absolutely terrible. The MSRP is 42 bucks flat on this, which is kind of surprising given it's licensed by uh, with such a, like, a, this is just recently released, and it's, it's such a prominent uh, at the time licensed property i'm surprised that they didn't try to really rake you on that we that's that's followed up by a one-page preview on ntvic's bizarro pinball diddy rock and ball which we've talked about and a full page ad from capcom for isoh game app alum bionic commando and those obstruct our view of another capcom titles pro view chip and dale's rescue rangers it's not out till june calm down Ah! jay it's not out till Ah! june Dude, this episode is the first time I went to the magazine looking up release dates. Because <laughs> there's so many hot games in this, or good games, or interesting games. Yeah. I had to start looking it up. So, yeah, I, I realized that, too. I was yeah. like, oh, so, oh. Many, so many of them are hitting in June uh, yeah. they're, that they're teasing here. It's funny. Yeah. But it's good. Because I, like, I did this issue. I, I have plenty to talk about by the end of this issue. So I, I was not saddened by not having more things to sift through in our, in our game of choice. But... Anyways, so this has got a projected MSRP of forty nine ninety five. Um, my memories of it, we've said before, though, are, are pretty fun. Like these these Disney Capcom titles are all pretty good. So, looking forward to getting into that. And then we have Activision coming at us with a one pager on Archon: The Light and the Dark. And this is a battle chess clone where you have one on one real time combat with two pieces when they try to occupy the same square on the board. Right. So this was released back in December, but it's the first time we've seen it. And I say battle chess clone, but like doing the research for this, that like that Data East title didn't hit until some unknown 1990 date. So after this one's release, basically. And then battle chess was also just a regular chess game. Chess. That yeah, that had fight animations that you had no control over. So there was no actual controlled yeah. combat in it you know so it was just chess with actual cool animation that's all it was right and, and and i liked that like that was still cool to me i remember like i that was a game i want to say we rented and i did play and, and did enjoy as much as you can enjoy Same. a digital chess digital chess game but yeah like this is not that this is different <laughs> yeah this, yeah exactly it, it, it's exactly yeah like i fired it up and like 
the rules are nothing like chess. Like, they, like you know, like the the movement, the thing. Like, like as soon as I started it, and you're playing against the computer, obviously, the computer does something with the one piece, like over here, and it just like it transports on top of what would be my rook, you know. And I was just like, uh, okay, that's clearly I need a manual read or something. I'm not gonna have any idea how to engage this, you know. But yeah, and then yeah. it. Like, you know, the graphics and sound are pretty poor, which is not surprising given how date, like the original release. So yeah, so the original release of this was on the 8-bit Atari line of computers in 1983. So this is, you know, I don't care how much they've updated it for the port, whatever, there's gonna be underlying gameplay stuff here that's that's subpar. And 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 the graphics and sound, I'd say it would say, are leave little to be desired. But the battle arena thing, like it was absolutely real time. And I got my ass kicked when that thing transported and I, I did the battle. But I think I had fun even getting waxed doing it. Like it was like actually engaging the way the battle happened, you know. So, I, yeah, I, would, I don't know. Like this was, I have never heard of this. It kind of fucking completely blew me away. Like I said, I thought I was getting the exact same thing as Battle Chefs and Activision, which is giving us some bullshit here. But it's it's actually a pretty interesting fucking game. <laughs> it really is, man. I liked it much more than I thought I would. Like I, so I did a full game. It ended after sixty turns, and so did you look up the rules before you? No, no, no. So I, you just I figured out as you went. Yeah, I just watched. I, you know, I read the our, the article here, and I was like, oh, okay, let me check it out. I was kind of like, eh, I don't really want to, but I did it. It was so much more fun. Like I. I would play it again and look up like all the exact moves. Like, what does this piece do? How does this piece move? You know, but and of course, I got my butt kicked like the first <laughs> four times I had came across any other piece. But then I got used to it and it was like, okay, so this is how you defeat them. Okay, this one's stronger. This one only has a sword. I need something with a gun to shoot far. Like, it just I got sucked in. I was yeah. expecting to spend like ten minutes on it. I played for a while. I probably looked up an hour later and I was like, oh. Right. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the one battle that I got, so I was definitely, it was definitely like a sorcerer thing that was taking a uh, a melee battle or melee style fighting piece of some kind. And like, I was like, I would whack it and then like try to run away. And it would just like, it was faster than me, first of all. And it was, it would do this thing. It was just like a spritz of shit. Yes. And it, was, yeah, yeah, it would just yeah. bait the shit out of me. And I was just like, oh. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you know, that like, I, you know, clearly that's like, that is. It just did a good job, I guess, of, of really what chess is supposed, what you're supposed to be visualizing when you're playing chess. Like the idea that the queens and bishops and stuff, like they have some sort, like they clearly, like the, their ability to move all the way across the board is an implementation of the idea that they have some uh, advanced battle tactic capability. You know what I mean? So like it was just a really cool way to express what the underlying idea with with chess as a game is, you know, uh, or, or manifest maybe is a better way to put it, uh, what that is, and that, that was pretty cool, you know. Despite, like I said, all the antiquated components of yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly yeah. fun. Yeah. I was I was thinking of adding this for sure to our games worth playing list, especially with a manual, so do you know how the pieces work? For sure. I can totally pick this up when I'm bored. Word, 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 word. Yeah, we haven't uh, yeah, anything. Can't think of anything we've added to that in quite some time. Yeah. I was I was impressed because of this issue, because I had a couple. Uh, there's I didn't even think of that. I, I've, I've kind of forgotten about that list to some degree. But yeah, there's ones later that maybe I should add. The rock and ball ad bridges us to a two banger squ uh, squared <laughs> from American Sammy, the arcade ports of Twin Cobra and Silkworm. And Twin Cobra is a chopper only shooter. We saw last issue. Might as well give us a get to the chopper, Jay, just since we're here. Get to the chopper. Yeah, yeah. Silkworm. Silk, I'm having a hard time saying that word. Silkworm. Silkworm. Worm. Is also a shooter, but you can choose between a Cobra chopper 
or an attack jeep. So flying or land-based, which is a very interesting combo for a single game, I think. And it's also not out yet. It's in June, so nothing to talk about at the moment. But just that varied type of gameplay is, is pretty interesting. It feels I played it though because I I didn't look this one up, but it feels very early it, early gen NES to me. Unfortunately, yeah, for sure. Well, I also think American Sammy's just a dog shit developer is also a problem. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, Twin, Twin Crow is not bad. You know, I I think it's a fun game. But then again, I like flying shooters. So exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we are on to a brief toe dip into the master system next with hockey title slap shot. And I fucking hate hockey, but I fucking love hockey games. It's crazy <laughs> to me. Like I am conundrum, dude. It's so weird to me. Like I fucking like I cannot think of something that is a more boring activity for me than sitting down and watching hockey live. You know, be it on TV or in person. I just can't think of anything I'd rather do less. But every hockey game I play, I am just like, holy fuck, this is fun. <laughs> and this is, I mean, I fire this up and I, I mean, first of all, I love, love, love the title theme. Yeah, there's just, there's something... That is so 80s video game about it. It makes my heart both hurt and overflow with, with joy. Like, <laughs> and and the, yeah, the game is it's fucking great, dude. It, it, it so it controls and feels a lot like black box hockey on the NES. You know, the the first one, yeah. and it's got, but it's also got like a double dribble esque cutscene thing for goal scoring, and and then when you get into the the, the fighting system, it is very Blades of Steel style in that you cut to a close up where the fight occurs, like the referee's watching and there's another player watching. And you're like, it's, it's only like your your players from the waist up in the foreground fighting, you know, and there's a little meter above you. And I, like, I don't, I didn't exactly get how that worked in my, the one fight that I got into. And I posted a video of that uh, hot shit on our socials. So you can take a look at that on our Facebook page. And it, yeah, it's, I mean, they actually compare it to Blades in the magazine. That's comparison in the magazine, you know, so they uh, agree with with those, but, but to me, like I said, it's a hybrid of the two. In that the gameplay, like the sprites are, like they're kind of they're a little bit smaller, so that's that's kind of more ice hockey ish. Whereas Blades of Steel, they're taller, and there's and there's like a it's a more methodical pacing, I guess maybe, and that's that's also what feels ice hockey to me. Whereas Blades of Steel is very frantically. <laughs> and yeah. ener energetic as far as the pacing of the player movement and stuff goes so yeah i mean i, I was immediately having a blast playing this you know it, it, nice. fucking really really fucking good game no msrp sadly for the one sms game i'm curious what a new sms game might have been costing at this time considering the genesis was also out i was kind of mm. bummed that they didn't have that there you know but yeah man did you fire this up or no absolutely not absolutely no? not uh, for the for the same reasons like it's weird i but I'm a little different because I, I hate watching hockey on TV. Like, don't don't even suggest it. Hockey in person, freaking fantastic. Like, watching live hockey is somehow so much more fun. But again, the video games are always hit or miss for me. Blades of Steel, great. Other games I've randomly played over years, I just don't give me another hockey game. So I looked at this and I was like, nope, just not doing it. Not doing it. It's a bummer, man. Like, I, <laughs> it, it, it has a two-player function, and we should fucking play. It's fun, for sure. Like, oh, I mean, man. Blades of Steel and Ice Hockey are both a blast to play, and I bet this is, too, as far as two-player stuff goes. Ice Hockey is fun to play. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So, moving right along, from 8 bits to 16 of them, we start our Genesis Pro views with some high-octane ninja options, a two-banger on Revenge of Shinobi. Woo. Still looks hot, Jay. Just saying. This game looks fucking hot. 
They, they, I, they play, I played it for the first time. Did you? I played it because of this. It, I, I mean, it's it's throughout this magazine. I think later in the tips and stuff, they like it's there. So I had to try. It's definitely. Well, this is. I mean, this is this is Fancy Star too. Are like the hot shit Genesis has going right now. So it's like they're big. It makes sense. Titles, yeah. It's very arcade, like a very. It has yeah. the typical big arcade sprites that you enjoy, looking like the Genesis. That sound, like the graphics. Yeah, it's yeah, it's fun. I. I feel like I suck at it, obviously, because I have to that, but it makes me nervous the thought of playing it for an episode, but, I mean, it's Shinobi, so it definitely was a Genesis mainstay. For sure. They closed the article out with a Jimi Hendrix quote, or, uh, uh, sorry, I should say a play on a on a Jimi Hendrix quote. It's, hey, Joe, what you doing with that sword in your hand? Which is, hey, <laughs> hey Joe is a fantastic Jimi Hendrix song, uh, but, uh, yeah, a weird choice to me. Right. They must have been literally just the guys fucking smoking a doobie at the office and fucking listening to Jimi Hendrix. That's like that's the only place that that comes from. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no other explanation for that. <laughs> there's none. That's great. Yeah, the MSRP is sixty four ninety nine. So you better come correct if you want to see it at the sixty right? big boy table. You know that's, that's not not cheap. That's that's big enough to get. That fact alone is what made it hard. To ask for a 16 bit system. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The games were. Yeah, it's like, well, the games are $20 more. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no deal. <laughs> yeah. But you want to, you want that's the thing. You got to like, explain it to mom and dad. Like, listen, we want to see the big boy table. <laughs> you want it's me not... to be technologically advanced? You want me yeah. to be on cutting edge, right? I got to, no, I got to, the shit doesn't get handed out for free. You know, <laughs> like people that make this stuff spend time, they got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to have a great life, right? This is me experiencing life to the fullest. <laughs> they follow that up with a oneer on Zoom, which, as previously discussed, is my shit. Hotness, definitely an entry, also into our games worth playing list. Yeah. Uh, did I already? I had already had it oh, on there. Was that? Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I was I was gonna say, I was gonna say, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Come on, boy. Like, it's remarkable. <laughs> like it never gets old. Like that that clip, that sound. Like I I fired up and play. I mean, I mean, of course. Like the second I stopped what I was doing. The second I like, I turned the page, it wasn't even like I read the article and like, okay, I'm gonna play some Zoom now. I turned the page, saw Zoom, and I was like, fuck this for a second, and, and played some <laughs> Zoom. And, and, and yeah, like, I broke out my trusty Genesis arcade stick and 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 played a little bit. And yeah, this like, you know, every time it happens so often playing the game that come on, boy, thing like fucking they do it. It's such a repetitively used voice sample, but it's never gets old. It's crazy, you know. It should it should be so grating. By like the second level, but it never gets old. It's so good, <laughs> and it's just such a such a fantastic puzzle game. It's so fucking good, and the MSRP is only forty two ninety nine. Very palatable. <laughs> Sign me up. Yep. After that, we have a three page whopper of a Genesis ad campaign that we've been seeing in, in all these issues, and this it's still featuring Fantasy Star two uh, in identical fashion as the last issue. So there's nothing really to say there. The last Genesis Pro View is a one banger for your shit, Truxton, and I Truxton. really like. It. Yeah, I really like what they did here. Actually, with the like, they don't normally do this with the Pro Views, right? Like the, the layout style and theming is that of a top secret mission brief folder, you know? Which, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I don't think we've seen that yet. Like any sort of theming at all, not just obviously that specific one. And yeah, the, uh, you know, part of why I dig that is because file folders are only one small step away from mainframes and exactly. <laughs> only like one little nano click back so i like them i like them brought to my attention here because the mission brief is actually addressed to him the lead character you control in this game is named tom the bomb barogo's most fearless fighter pilot which is that's fun <laughs> <I like it. laughs> yeah 
And I mean, you keep trying to steer us into playing this. How might you strategize those efforts this time, fearless podcaster? Oh man, I need <laughs> that they detail some of the different weapons here and give me pro tips because obviously I've been loving this game, playing it off to the side, but I didn't have any tips. I still haven't looked at a manual. It's just fun to pick up and play. So I would definitely pay attention to these tips, man. I, I don't know. This there's so many different. Like, even when playing this, the type of pickups that you get change so often. And, like, some of the power-ups I still don't know how to use, but they blow shit up crazy. Like, yeah. it's so it's just yeah. so satisfying. You, you don't even know you're doing it yet because they're not invented yet, but you're talking about fucking loot crates. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just just the weapon. Not not loot crates. I'm I'm just talking about upgrading your weapon. Like, how? I know. Whatever the, it's, it's a fucking loot crate. It's just it's a loot crate before they make loot crates. <laughs> you're not getting loot. You're just... It's like Contra. You're starting with your little machine gun, and eventually you're getting the spray yeah, that's weapon. Fucking, that's back. fucking 1990 version of loot crates. <laughs> loot crates any day, then. Give me that. That makes a fun <laughs> gameplay experience. I mean, there's so many amazing aliens. I mean, look at this crazy alien skull bomb you can drop. Like, how could you not get excited about that? Like, this, yeah. I mean, Tom the Bomb needs to go on this mission, man. He's your super fighter. <laughs> yeah. The I, world I, it's, it's not bad. It's not a bad spaceship. <laughs> The MSRP is $42.99. That must be the shit that's been out for a while now. Standard price on Genesis is my guessing. Um, three bucks thing. After that, we have a full pager from Sawfell featuring two games I never made the connection on being from the same developer. Casino Kid and Wall Street Kid and then yes. And the kid part should have been enough. But also the fact that the vibe for both games is basically like toxic 80s bravado masculinity. Like greed is good. Kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it was good. That is. <laughs> That's exactly what they're. they're, they're Gecko. <laughs> yeah, their 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 company fucking, I don't know, mission statement or something must be greed is good. All right. So, uh, yeah, we talked about both those though. They're kind of like they're interesting ideas in both cases, and the, the artwork is cool and all that, but the games are. I don't know. No, I I even tried it because I don't think I had really tried cas- or not Casino Kid, but Wall Street Wall Kid. Wall Street Kid, right? It's so, so weird, dude. It's such a yeah. weird game, man. It's I'm so fucking like, I'm weird. investing, like I'm watching a stock go up, but like just it's just not enough to keep me engaged. Like the idea is unique. Like I like the idea, but yeah, like, no, that not, game might, uh, yeah, that game might be responsible for my entire career decision going to college. <laughs> like, like that. I mean, like I like you know, I try to think about like, I mean, you know, my dad drove a fucking truck. He had exactly zero white collar friends. Like. No one even close to this line of work anywhere in my life whatsoever growing up. And I I just don't, where else, where else, like, where else does that uh, work its way into my periphery of like choices in life, you know? And like, I didn't like, you know, as a little kid, I wanted to be a scientist. Like I shadowed a chemist in seventh grade career day and stuff. But like, you know, I mean, part of it's, I think could have been generated by like, you know, I wasn't even going to go to college and, you know, like my guidance counselor calls me into the um, fucking calls me into the office. My senior, like the early in my senior year of high school. And like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm like <laughs> are you, are you like going to go to college? I'm like, I'm, I'm probably not. And, you know, and they're like, well, why don't you go take the fucking the test, the SAT and ACT. And like, I crushed the SAT and like, I walked, like I did so well in the SAT that I walked out of the ACT because it took so long. Like during the science part, I was like, fuck this, this is taking too long. I walked out of that shit and I ended up graduating early and that had nothing to do with like 
being a smart kid or having like my GPA was nothing impressive in high school at all. Just happened to have some classes and it was like a life situation thing, trying to get the fuck out of my dad's house sooner. Uh, so like, yeah, like all that stuff lined up and like, I ended up just like, okay, fucking going to go to school now. And they're like, you know, you go to school, go to college. And they're like, they give you shit in the beginning. They're like, where are you going? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I don't know, business, business is general enough. I'm just like, okay, that's like, okay. You know, that's where you yeah. make money, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and like out of, out of those like options, all of at Ohio state, I didn't have, I only, because I graduated early, I didn't have the two foreign language credits in high school. Oh. Yeah. So I didn't have a second Spanish credit. So the only like if, International business was the only one that required. I wasn't going to do that because that required whatever. Uh, so uh, language stuff that I didn't have, and I would have to take college language classes that I knew I didn't. I wasn't. I, I, language is hard for me. So fucking <laughs> like I didn't want to do that. So it was like out of the remaining boxes, I was like, I don't know, finance. <laughs> you know, that's like that's literally how the decision was made to go down the finance track. You know, <laughs> and like you choose finance and like okay, stockbroker, right? Is that a stockbroker? I don't know. <laughs> Like, what is that exactly? You know, and, and like, still at the time, you're like Gordon Gecko. Like, I'm making investments. I'm making money. Well, that's, that's what I mean. Like, I don't right? even know. Oh, if yeah. I don't. I don't know if I'd seen that movie though. Like, that, that is honestly the only other option. Is like that movie is the only other potential like realistic, if you even call that realistic, exposure to mm -hmm. what that career. You know, and like you know, you're. I'm in Ohio. I don't think I'm going to New York. I don't have any plan to do that as I'm going, through, especially early in school. And like, I don't even know what it's like a stockbroker. Like, that's not even an available job. In Columbus, Ohio, like you know, I ended up becoming a, briefly becoming a financial advisor, and like that's kind of like the Midwestern equivalent. I'm like, but you're yeah, you're not trading, much, yeah. you're not. You know, I mean, there there are certainly high individual high work. You know, there's a Merrill, there are Merrill Lynch and companies like that where you could, you would have a broker where if you wanted to play with stocks, you could probably call your broker or you could call your broker and they would be able to execute that for you. But it, it's not something that is is prominently needed, I don't think, in that marketplace. You know, in a Midwestern marketplace like that. So yeah, there's there's very few jobs where you're really even doing that. And it was just such, it was just, I don't know, it was just, it's all like, I, I know that there was not like a really well-researched decision-making tree that went into those decisions early on in college, you know, and fucking the only underlying, like this, this game I feel for sure had some level of input on it. <laughs> well, I feel like part of it, like even if it wasn't this game specifically, like it's, I feel like it's those images and like the Wall Street guy, the Gordon Gecko, like you've seen them in your periphery or they, and especially if you grew up, so you know, cool. we're, yeah. we're in Ohio, you know, didn't grow up with money. And so you're in college and it's like, wait, I can be anything I want. Like these dudes make money. I kind of want to go see what's happening over there in the final. Like, it's, <laughs> it's literally money. Like that's, why would I not, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, which is super, like, yeah, super well-researched <laughs> decision-making. <laughs> Uh, which is that's why that's the funny thing about that's like you can get the whole diatribe about that how dumb asking 18 year old kids to pick what they're going to do in life is but we go from there to a few turbo graphics previews probues uh monster lair or dine and taking it to the hoop as you see behind me monster lair looked very wonder boyish but i couldn't find the rom for this for you because it is wonder boy three that's what it is are you sure Yes, I looked it up because I was looking at this. I'm like, that's not possible because we already played Wonder Boy three. It's got to be. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They're different. The names are different. Remember the monster, that whole Monster Boy series. I pulled up the wiki because it's like the name of the original game that came out in the system, and then the ports. Oh, it's and the name graphic, those so ports. it's not SMS. Yeah. Yes. Oh fuck, you're exactly. right. Exactly. Because okay. I looked at it. I even wrote like Wonder Boy three. Like, oh, okay, okay. What's this Wonder Boy three? Got it. Because okay. it is the game that we well, play. That like, fucking explains so much. Things. Yeah, I tried. <laughs> so, you know, I, those Turbo Graphics ones, I'm I'm trying to play them because I that they, they 
a lot of times they're fucking fun and cool. So yeah, I tried to find a good find. So that way to way to get to the bottom of that, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Namco's or Dine was a lame ass flying shmup, though I would say the colors and look were very arcade level. I like the look of it. It has an insane MSRP of sixty seven fifty though. Like that's fucking crazy for that. That game. makes no sense. This ad yeah. doesn't even make you want to play it. And you're trying to <laughs> Yeah, no. crazy. Oh. crazy as hell. And then the last one is Taken to the Hoop, which is a great basketball game title and also has arcade tier, arcade tier athletics to it. So, it, like, yeah, the, the, the shot behind me is the dunk cutscene that puts double dribbles to shame, uh, which, granted, TurboGrafx-16 is a little better than NES. We've discussed that technically, so it's not that big of a thing to say, but fun, cool. Had a lot of cool cinematics. Like, there's also a free throw cinematic thing, and it has a, I would call it a T-meter predecessor that gives you some input on the freebies from the stripe, you know, like it's like, you know, like a magic Johnson's fucking fast break. For example, you're just hitting the button and like, you just throw it up there. You know, there's no actual input on your free throw acumen. It's just fucking a random, I guess a dice roll or some shit. But yeah. Pretty like, I don't know. You know, it's like, I didn't even really fully map because mapping. I didn't have, my Genesis controller out and mapping turbo. It's fucking the turbo graphics emulator. The controllers are, I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to me. I look at, I look at them online and there's not as many buttons as it tries to get me to map. <laughs> when I try to map the turbo graphics emulator controller, there's always, there's like fucking 11 buttons or something. And it's like, it's, I don't, I don't get it. But so to the point of that is to map a controller on the turbo graphics 16 emulator requires definitely to get out a six button uh, Genesis one. And I just didn't, I didn't have it plugged in and I didn't want to deal with that. So fucking I didn't do it. But I just like the few buttons I had, I, I fucked around with it and like the controls felt good. The fucking like the graphics looked fucking great for, you know, this era of, of sports game. So uh, I was mildly impressed. Definitely not. Uh, didn't did not seem like a bad basketball game at all. You talking about a basketball game and liking it in general is surprising. I did not expect I looked at this. And a, I'm not I'm not playing Turbo Graphics games. Like the thought of buying a controller, I'm I'm just not doing it. But you don't need, I like say, you don't need to buy a, you don't need to buy a Turbo Graphics controller. It's not necessary. Fair, but looking at this <laughs> had me thinking about. it. I was like, the graphics do look good, like like arcade, but I've never heard of it. Yeah, so yeah. it was a good yeah, ad though. I, I will say that ad got me like interested. If I had a Turbo Graphics or was considering it, this game, I would. I'd be considering it for sure. Yeah, I love the the title is fantastic too. That's a really good title for a basketball game. Take it to the hoop. Very, nineties. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't bad though. Next is some pretty weird shit from Culture Brain, an all time record nine banger advertisement peddling four of their so so NES games. So we have Kung Fu Heroes in here, Flying Dragon, Baseball Simulator One Thousand, and the Magic of Shirazad Shirazad game that we've talked about before. So with the first, they're opening the spread with a two-phase contest for Kung Fu Heroes. And those two phases are, there are certain retail outlets for the game are giving away board games and buttons that are themed with the game, which you could fill out a quiz inside of and mail in to possibly win prizes. And I could find, unfortunately, no record of these board games. I wanted so badly to find one. Not the case, though. So, and, and like that, got my, you know, we've talked, we just already said it once this time, how like, advertising are they really doing what they say they're doing like my my antenna my antennas went up there when i couldn't find anything for it you know and then they're also doing a high score photo submission deal where they're bringing the top eight submissions or scores scores i guess to la for a final tournament and i could also find no record of this actually occurring no pictures Mm. nothing uh, nothing anywhere not a single trace of it on the interwebs so 
I don't know. Like, I'm kind of guessing that they're full of shit and they didn't do either thing, you know? Like, they, yeah. didn't, they, didn't, they didn't get enough submissions and they were like, eh, just sweep that under the rug. <laughs> I mean, so if, if you're listening to this and you've heard of this or know somebody yeah, played yeah, this, yeah. let if us you, freaking know, man. If you participated <laughs> in the fucking, I, did you get any actual remuneration from them from either of those? By all means, let us know. I would love to hear that and hear about it, actually. I will say it's a great job combining an ad like with a with a normal game spread like with this tournament thing because i when i looked at this i was like wait they're just advertising a tournament jay i was like wait no it's a kung fu it's game what you got fucking got here this is just an ad dude that's what this i'm saying whole, this I, whole I saw thing it. is just an ad no i'm saying when i first saw it i was like oh they're they're having a tournament and then i scrolled through, i was like wait a minute this is just an ad they combined it it's it got me though that was the point though it got me yeah, i didn't just yeah, immediately yeah, the, yeah the whole past. thing like after that contest shit are they have for each of those four games they have two page spreads that have absolutely the look of just being normal features in a magazine such as this you know and it's yep. it, 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 it i mean they're of course the copy in them it's just skewed in a glowing praise direction which is you know yeah. of course the where that comes in but yeah i don't i just it's just when, when, funny when i first opened this issue up dude and i was like you know i go through when i first when i when i'm cracking open a new issue for the for the pod here i go through and i to create the outline i got to go in and check the pages and like decide where the act breaks are and like you know we, this is issue nine so we've done eight of these and they're all pretty like you know I, I will actually go back and use an older file from the last time we did that magazine because usually the page counts line up and i have to change that shit for the new outline you know so the fucking you know in this case i go to and there's like an extra 10 pages i'm like fuck it, that's weird that they ballooned it that much like that's a big jump you know why uh and like sure enough it's because of this fucking 10 page fucking ad <laughs> you know like it's just because uh, culture was shelling out some dough and they're like 10 more pages on the yeah. on the way yep very funny so yeah the yeah we've talked about all these games the first two completely fucking blow you kind of liked kung fu i think but i, I didn't know the different kung fu this one was like eh. are you sure no, no, no. You, this is the one with the top down with the goofy. You, you kind of, you said something. This one was okay. I, yeah. my jam was like the kung fu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's okay though. This is sure, sure. Yeah. I was like, immediately. <laughs> no chance. Fuck, fuck <laughs> off. Turn it off. The baseball game and Shiraza titles were mildly interesting. Like the baseball one has a lot of weird, futuristic like changes to the gameplay and stuff that I thought were intriguing. But yeah. neither one of them. And Shirazad is like, you know, there's like a. There's some interesting elements, kind of RPG, action RPG type deal in there that like kind of approach link type stuff that make it not a total wash, but both of them are still, it's all still pretty meh. Definitely not playing any of these for a fucking game. So some Game Boy previews, and then we have Tecmo full pagers peppered in as well. Tecmo World Wrestling, Bad News Baseball, Ninja Gaiden 2. We've talked about wrestling, and the other it's two aren't jam. out. I actually yeah. played it now that I had the full ROM again. Ah, oh, yeah, so I it forgot. Is. I love this one so much. It's a good wrestling so game good. for sure. So good. Uh, and the other two games aren't out till June and May, respectively. The it's funny though. Both ads for the unreleased ones for Bad News Baseball and Ninja Gaiden Two, they misquote their release date. I mean, at least uh, you know. Granted, I'm looking at Moby Games for release dates, and I guess that doesn't have to be gospel and accurate. But according to Moby Games, these games came like it's the the, the ads say April and June. Like April for Bad News Baseball and June for Ninja Gaiden 2. And then the actual release dates, according to Moby Games, is Bad News Baseball comes out in uh, June. And then Ninja Gaiden comes out in May. So, like, it's like not only wrong, but, like, crisscrossed. And, like, they're interesting. Yeah, so way, way fucking off. 
That ninja the, guy dad looks hot though, man. Oh, like I saw did. that and I was like, for sure. Okay, like ninja this guy game was did. hard as fuck, and I never beat it, but I kind of want to try again. Oh, the, the cinematic, the cinematics are. I mean, you know, the cinematics for the first one were fucking incredible. The cinematics for that are fucking great. They did a dude. The I, I, we probably mentioned it, but the the there's a whole strategy guide in Ninja Gaiden too. Like those those four, like it was like the Mario three, Ninja Gaiden two, Final Fantasy, and then the four player guide were like the big Nintendo Power strategy guide. So there's like a like that. There's there's a serious fucking piece of magazine shit to work with for that game too so we i mean i, I think we should definitely nice. at some point do it but yeah pretty good game and, and they fix a lot of the bullshit with it too like they, they listen to feedback and i think it's a better game for sure all the things that make ninja gaiden the first one particularly grading are, <laughs> are are much better in the second iteration and bad news baseball ad copy does it's got it mentions that there are like the tags at the top it says there are separate boy and girl play modes and i'm curious what exactly yeah i'm curious what exactly that will be but hopefully it's like a girl's team like if you're playing like if you're a girl and you want to play exactly i mean i'm I'm guessing that's what it is but that's like how how else does that manifest is it is it just different sprite work like are they do they go as far as to make it like softball-y, you know? Like, I don't know, like, if they, did they change the rules at all? Which, yeah, you know, it's, I mean, there's there's intricacies to that decision-making that could easily look much goofier and worse 30 years after the fact, yeah. or 20, 20 years, <laughs> 30 years after the fact, you know? So I'm curious yeah. to see what that'll be. So then it's Jay's Atari Corner Time. Some wrestling oh action gosh. also. Matt Mania. What's the verdict, Jay? Thirty four ninety nine. the right price for this? It's a no for me, dog. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. no chance, man. No chance. This is a $20. This is a $10 market <laughs> bid. This is a $5 flea market find. You know, I so I really think with wrestling games, you need several buttons. Like you just need several buttons to do different moves. And part of it is with this. I couldn't find like a 7800 controller USB. So I'm using a 2600 with like extra buttons. But even with that, like the way you're holding it, like with the 7800, the buttons are on either side. So you're holding it like this. But with this, I'm still like having Does to move around. only have one button? No, it has two, but they're on like the sticks on top sure, and there's yeah, like a button yeah, on yeah, either yeah. side. I, so I, I thought I thought they were, they were like because, you know, the the Atom computer, for example, we've talked about. And I'm sure you have no idea what I'm talking about uh, as far as like being able to visualize the controller. But like it, it had that same kind of controller where it was like a numpad, a number pad, a little joystick and then. The, yeah, the, the, two the, the side, side things that you squeeze, but it was just they—they they both were the same button. Basically. Oh no, this was definitely different. Like you okay. used, and so it was weird. That's with super weird. Yeah, that's super weird. To, that, that but was the but I would actually be more used to that. Whereas the twenty six hundred controller has a stick on the top and two buttons on the top, so you can't easily like press them both at the same. Either way, this game was just all kinds of not working because you're <laughs> you only have the stick and that button, so every move you do. Like there's just it's hard to differentiate between different moves and it's just it doesn't work. I I really feel like you need several different dedicated buttons to play a wrestling game and have fun with it. Yep, like uh, six buttons and an arcade Genesis joystick for Royal Rumble to be exact. Yeah, yeah they <laughs> they definitely tried. I'm impressed. I I definitely tried it. Played more than one match just to make sure. I was like, yeah, I just can't. No, there's so many better wrestling games out there even at the nes level i, I just can't mess with this sorry guys i can do it well, bummer after these messages <laughs> we'll be right back like a ghost in the moonlight the ninja warrior stalks his prey 
unseen, unheard, and unnoticed. Mission accomplished. The final battle begins. Ninja Gaiden for Nintendo from Tecmo. Coming soon, more hard-to-beat action. Tecmo Bad News Baseball. In the spirit of that upcoming May release of Ninja Gaiden 2, that is a 1989 Ninja Gaiden 1 US TV market commercial. And it is a kid sneaking down past his parents after bedtime in full ninja garb, which I <laughs> to snatch the cartridge out from under their noses and go back upstairs and play the game after, like, he's supposed to be in bed, you know? And I don't, did, I don't know, did you, how often did you, this, like, opened up a whole mental can of worms for me, dude. Like, Jab and I would absolutely, like, we had, a, like, a, I want to say it was 9.30 we were supposed to go to bed, you know, like, around the time that when I first moved back in basically when we moved in together when I was, I think I was 10 years old and yeah, we would, we were supposed to go. I remember our bedtime was nine 30 and we would, we would absolutely like close the door and fucking pretend to sleep and then get up and quietly play NES games. Like we absolutely Genesis, whatever. (laughs) We would absolutely fucking do that. So like, it's just such a, I don't know, such a hit, such a hit home thing to me to, to see a little commercial iteration of that. Did you, did you and your, your Jesse do that at all or? We definitely had ninja outfits for sure. Full ninja <laughs> outfits, hundred percent. We did not sneak out and play the game. So. Uh, that I, did I, did, I, I did not. Uh, I was not asking about the ninja thing, so I'm glad you chimed <laughs> in with that. Oh, <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, I remember having a ninja costume and like plastic sword. Like, oh yeah, that was my jam. I, I didn't have I did a ninja costume. <laughs> I had. I did have a Karate Kid outfit that was oh, like that I, too. Had, I had the bandana, the fucking shuriken. There was. Was it something else? There was some other sort of something, but the sure. white, the white fucking gee for sure. Uh, is that what it's called? Gee? Yeah. Gee. Gee. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, <laughs> did you take karate lessons as a kid? No, no, no. It's I want to, but I never did. So I'm I, actually considering taking lessons now with like my yeah? son. Yeah. That that's perfect. That's such a good usage of having a child. The, uh, <laughs> that uh that yeah, I, I went like one or two times, I remember like going to some classes when I was like five years old. I did that a bunch when I was little. I fucking did that a bunch as a kid, period. Go to, like I went to wrestling for like one or two things, two bitty wrestling. I remember I got the t-shirt, never went back. <laughs> I tried that soccer. I remember going to only a couple of times as a little kid, like a little five or six year old quit fucking football in seventh grade three games in because they weren't throwing the ball also because i was too small for football quit (laughs) quit quit basketball in ninth and eleventh grade during 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 conditioning you know like fucking such a such a quitter on the sports front (laughs) unacceptable josh unacceptable kids don't be like josh don't be like josh yeah i was i was super undersized though that was my excuse i was way i mean i was fucking tiny not i was not competitively sized as a child unfortunately much, much too much of a late bloomer. Anyways, the getting back to Game Pro Nine here, we have SWAT hot tips getting us going in Act Three, and that that's funny. Like, like it's never made the connection. It's amazing to me that I didn't make that connection about the Turbo Graphics iteration of it because yeah, they they, they have in here they mention Wonder Boy in Monsterland. Uh, there's an app for SMS, and they the tip here it's just such OG gaming type shit. So after you've gotten your first sword, you press pause seventy three times. And then you'll receive 45 free pieces of gold. It's just like such a, just fucking, what? Ah, yeah, like, this like the kind of thing that just, it's just, you, there's just no way. Like, no one ever accidentally found that. You have right? to, you have to be told that, you know what I mean? Like, there's no way you drew that. And then, 
how do you go back and start over and re-verify? Like, let me just see. Exactly, exactly, right, exactly right, yeah. you know? you, Even if, like, whatever, like, you accidentally put your fucking grape Fago can down on your controller and that happens, like, you're like, like, no way. Like, you just spend the rest of your life yeah. it's all, <laughs> completely bewildered on how to recreate that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's fucking such a, I don't know. A, and again, like, you just don't have that shit. Like, you don't, you don't, there's at least, I don't know, maybe, I, I mean, I don't play every new game so maybe this does exist in some way shape or form in modern gaming somehow or another but like i just don't feel like it it is it does it's not there not to mention like even if even if it did exist the way information moves and is everywhere at all times around us like it just it wouldn't be the same mystique to it you know so that's kind of why probably they don't do it because it's like there is no there's no such thing as a hidden thing anymore it doesn't exist yeah <laughs> somebody finds it immediately or it's leaked immediately and you just have to choose right. to not yeah, usually before the Pay game comes out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the Fed, uh, the Fester's Quest tidbit is pretty gold. Did you notice this? So right it's, it's, it's now, man find it yes, manual, manual changes. Right. So it's oh. so yeah. So there's there are here are a few things from the. I'll just read the copy. Here are a few things from the Fester's Quest manual that Sunsoft would like to clarify. So like so so not having the whip at the game start, which I don't remember being claimed in the manual. Like I just read the manual two or three weeks ago. You know, cover to cover. I don't remember that not being a thing. I don't remember really being like, oh, what the fuck. But anyways, they clarify that Wednesday's item vice grips is misspelled as vice grips with like so with a C. So V I C E and not with an S like V I S E. And reading this is when in my life. Nearly 40 years old. That's when I learned that these are called vice scripts with an S and not vice scripts with a C. I've been calling them and thinking of them as spelled as such my whole entire life. Did you know that vice scripts are with an S? No, I was getting <laughs> this copy as well. I was like, wait, what now? Yeah, and I do, yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, I think I blame Sunsoft in this fucking game. <laughs> like, I think that's the reason. I think that's what taught me how to how to spell vice scripts, and I have been spelling it wrong your entire life. And I was like, it's the kind of thing too that you can spell wrong your whole entire life because spell checker isn't getting that. <laughs> yeah, you know? you. Like, <laughs> yeah. So what the fuck, man? Like, and I, I mean. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone else spell like, you know, clearly, like I've read a lot of things at this point. And like, granted, I may not be reading a lot of fucking tooltip fucking magazines or anything where I would see by script spelled out. But like, I don't know, man. I just, it blew, it, it, like, I read it and I was like, what? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> you know, it's, at this stage in life, like I said, all fucking damn near 40 years of 40 years of not dying. Like, there's just not, it's just, you're just, you're almost out of shit that's new. It's just, there's just no more new shit. You know what I mean? Like, you're just, you're all fucking, you're all set on new shit. So, like, anytime it happens where you're like, you, again, you find out your entire life has been a lie in even the most minute way, it's like, holy shit. It's great. Yeah, I definitely got that from this. It was by surprise. Uh, and then they also specify you can only increase your life one unit at a time, which is another thing I don't recall being misrepresented in the manual. But you they know? did remember because they said I didn't. I, I don't know. I don't know if it was the, the manual. No, I think it definitely was because it said, "Hey, you can get extra life units by going into the house. You can get four life units." But you go there and you're like, "I only have." Oh, uh, is that how? It, okay. Then you yeah, we see, figured I, it out. Like, get the fourth one like later. Right. Yeah. So I think I think I just because I knew that it didn't work that way didn't interpret the copy that way so yeah just super weird that like you know sunsoft you know this came from sunsoft sunsoft got in touch with GamePro. they're like we fucked up a bunch of stuff fucked up a bunch of stuff rather and people are pissed off this is a way to get the word out a correction you know which is which is super interesting because sunsoft also has if you recall they have their own little newsletter thing they do you know so like 
Yeah. You know, the little, little a few page newsletter thing they did. So like, you know, they had their own little information distribution pipeline too. So the fact that they went, maybe that's why they also reached out to a magazine. Like maybe most developers don't even think of that because they don't even have, this is not even on the radar of things, you know? So in fact, they had their own, they're like, well, maybe we should try to get into other magazines too, you know, to help sp more uh, widespread spread the word. So maybe that's, that's the explanation for that as opposed to like, contradictory thing but but it was necessary know. though man like two out of those three things except for the vice trip thing which is more of like a shock <laughs> I thought of both of those because i was at okay. first picking up the whips and i was like why can i not switch to the whip like i forgot again I it was it just, wasn't I only because i remembered it as a kid and i was like oh that's right i remember having this exact same experience as a kid and then later when i got the whip it was like oh now uh, i can use it it's irrelevant for yeah, now see. so i, I guess I, yeah there, there's a certain level of just like inundation with the baseline knowledge of this game from having it mm -hmm. started started in 1989 or whenever i got it you know that that just these things don't even occur to me as misrepresentations so i stand corrected in those regards but yeah it's just super interesting again that, that sunsoft fucking is the one behind this as opposed to you know game pro choosing to whatever anyways there's some hot revenge of shinobi cheese i hope i don't have to use to see yeah this. so unlimited shurikens and and or one-ups uh, the shurikens did not work when I tried. I tried this. Oh, before. really? Yeah. 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 I don't. I don't know what That's happened. Funny. So yeah, it definitely did. Never turned into an affinity symbol. Maybe, I definitely started with zero shurikens. <laughs> so maybe, maybe that's one of those things that we kind of half-ass learned about with Fester's Quest. The different ROM iterations. Maybe mm. we maybe we have a ROM that maybe it's the U.S. ROM or some shit. You know that that only acknowledges that little fucking thing. Um, Very possible. So perhaps, yeah, because that I mean it's it's a super specific thing to just make up. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully the other code. Which actually, I mean, so yeah, so actually, I'm sorry. You know what? Look, look at that. Is it? Where's it at here? Is it a user submitted one or is it the, uh, from the pros? You know, oh. that, that's 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 a question to to take a look at. Uh, Lars and John work in Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. Uh, no, sorry, 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 Kevin Knox in Dearborn, oh, Michigan, dude. There you go. Limitless shurikens from a kid in Michigan. Probably wrong. <laughs> uh, not from the pros. So maybe it is bullshit. Who knows? Hopefully the one up one isn't, though, because that one could be very useful. More useful. Yeah. Well, they could be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, and that, and that one's kind of, I believe that one for sure, because that's not just some like little thing. That's like a part of the game that you can exploit. You know what I mean? That's much harder to fabricate. <laughs> so, or, or get wrong, I should say. The I'm sure the first, the other one is like some sort of, and you would think they like, they have to test these too. Like it's got to work, dude. You, know, you would they, think, yeah. Yeah. They're Anyways, not stuff out here. Yeah, this <laughs> getting fucking this getting letters claiming the fucking universe or or the what what what's that saying? Like the fucking god, the god, the fuck, what the hell is that saying? The everything. I don't know, whatever. Who cares? Yes. They're definitely just not believing anything that gets written in and fucking like, oh, yeah, sure. Let's let's pro propagate this out into the world. <laughs> this fucking piece of information. There's got to be some check and balance. Anyways, lastly, the TMNT tip for the underwater level is to get a turtle captured to cheese the level timer. And that is an absolutely horrific recommendation for that game, in my humble opinion. Like, losing turtles, always bad. <laughs> like, you only have Always four. bad, but I would try it because that was freaking hard. Like that, that was a, such a hard. It was one. hard, but it not as hard as fucking getting a turtle back in that game. And getting a turtle back in that game is a biatch, dude. Like there's only there's only like two or three instances where you and it's so it's later in the game and hard parts of the game already. You do not want to, have to take a detour to go get a turtle back 
You know, it's yeah. so unproductive to get a turtle fucking captured, in my opinion. Especially that early, too. That's the second level, man. Like, that's not, it's, no way. That is not a long-term success fucking <laughs> tactic at all, dude. Terrible. Maybe they're just yeah. like, well, it's a cheese. I mean, hey, it's a code. We'll put it in uh, there. I, I guess, said, yeah. should do that. This does accomplish the thing it's saying, even if it's in a half-ass way, yeah. I guess. Anything else in there? Uh, in, the, in the SWAT tips? Me not really, man. That was that was the last thing that was exciting to me. There's so many tips here. It was, yeah, I mean, some of them, obviously, a lot of them were games we've played already that are like, yeah, like the Ultra Beast, like, do I care about points? Not really. Exactly. Yeah. So. We're, there are a shit ton of full pagers throughout here. Like you said, there's a ton of tips, so there's a bunch of ads in here as well. There's Capcom's Codename Viper, the Pantless Hero side scroller we've talked about. <laughs> there's recent ISOH game app alum Heavy Barrel from Data East. There's some Game Boy Puzzler shit from FCI Boxel. Then there's Dino Wars, the destruction of Spondylus from Bandai, which is finally out this month. And this game is so fucking weird, dude. Did you, <laughs> did you turn it on and fuck with it? I did not. I looked at it. And I was like, I feel like I remember this game being weird. Like, no, I didn't even. It's, it. yeah, it's super. It's such a weird game. And Jab had the cart too. So there's like this. We, I even, you know, I talked to him extensively about it. And like, he just would, like, it was, he's such a fucking fuck. He's such a weird human <laughs> being. He's like, you know, I'm like, I, it's like, I basically get to, you know, it's just, there's things about this game that just don't work. It's, it's fucking it's kind of sucks. And he's like, he's like, I, he's like, I don't tell you. He's like, I can't. He's like, I have a soft spot for it. I can't. Like, I don't agree. I just think like, it's not, it's, it's like, they're trying to do stuff here. And like, and it is. So like the problem with it. So it starts you off with this weird platforming sequence sequence with just the little dude, like your little hero. Right. And the whole idea of the game is that you control this, uh, robot dinosaur and you're on kind of an alien world and you're fighting other alien or, or robot dinosaurs. So that's like, that's what the cover is. That's what the game's about. Like essentially no one's buying this game that wants to spend a second of this game, not controlling a robot dinosaur. Like that's the, you know, that's why you're picking this game up. No, no bones about it. And so, yeah, so you start without that and you have to like go through this ultra lame platforming sequence with just the dude. And it's, the thing is, you're doing that to get to your dinosaur. So like the idea is that these things have invested your little base or whatever, and you have to fight your way to your dinosaur. And that's actually really good story. And this was Jab's bitch. He's like, that's really good story building, particularly at the NES level, you know, and world building. And I'm like, yeah, but the fucking platform sequence sucks. Dick! It is so fucking bad. So, so, so bad. So, yeah, you have to, and like the, the whole cycle of the game is, is, is you're just coming out of that fucking robot dinosaur again and again and again. Like you, you know, you start off, you go through that little platforming sequence, you get your dinosaur and then you go outside and it's like this, you know, the fucking, it's got this awesome ass cinematic where you're, you, you know, you're, you're going to your dinosaur and the eyes light up and you, you know, you power up and you go out and you, and you play this side scrolling deal where you control the dinosaur and you can get different little pickups, loot crates for fucking, uh, like that, that changes kind of like, uh, there's like there's guns and, there's, and stuff. yeah, there's bomb, <laughs> there's bombs. You can get like this robot arm that goes out. It's like a punch that, that with, with a projectile aspect to it, you know? So it's got a, a, a pretty varied, uh, weapon pickup system that you can get into. It can be a little frustrating too because you they have levels, and if you pick up a different type, you go back to level one of that type. So it can it's uh, kind of like Fester's Quest syndrome in that you like you're picking up supposed power ups that are actually ruining your life. Yeah, fucking up your life <laughs> a little bit. So that kind of sucks, but it is it's still cool that the system exists. And yeah, so yeah, you battle your way through the whole first stage, right? I beat a boss, 
And then you go back inside this building to control your dude in that platforming side scroll thing again, you know, without really? the dinosaur. And it's just like, you know, again, just the controls of that part of it suck so fucking bad. And it's like, it's just such a cool idea. The whole, the game yeah. is such a great idea and just such a bad execution of it that it, it's really frustrating. It's weird watching it. Like I see, like the cinematic is cool when you're the guy and you go into the dino and then like it changes and you're like, all right, I'm I'm this little guy. I jump this huge dinosaur and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. But then you're this size and the yeah, dino exactly. fighting all things to size. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, something yeah, about a, that looks off to me. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah, the payoff of get, uh, of yeah. If you're gonna have those disparity, those th that disparity between the two, I don't know, gameplay mechanics. Yeah, they they needed to make the dinosaur segments more cool, Just different, better. Yeah, 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 more cool. Yeah, yeah. Your yeah, the size of your sprite is only yeah. I mean, it may be two of your your hero in this in the in the maybe. So, yeah, and, and yeah, it's it's just not good. And, he, and he, honestly, even the control of the dinosaurs kind of suck. Like you don't have really, I don't know. It's just kind of it's kind of just a lame side-scrolling action platformer to some degree when you're out there in the dinosaur. It's not does not feel as cool as you hope it to be. Certainly, when you look at the artwork and stuff. That's the thing too. Like the artwork for the game is just so lit. Like the that poster yeah. and and fucking like I I posted the the little clip of of the cinematic into the dinosaur on our shit and fucking. Steve over at fucking Franken Culture is like, oh man, I remember the poster in fucking Nintendo Power, and it's fucking awesome, you know that like that was like that level of impact artwork for this game, and just in execution did not pan out as you would hope. So that's a bummer. We have two more ads: the Spy vs. Spy one from Kimco, and then yet another new Toys R Us ad that is almost <laughs> as fucking awesome as the Ginger Kid one from the last issue, and the headline is "Get a Grip." And I'm listening. They have a very unsettling looking mullet child as well. Different one though, like I said, not the same ginger kid holding yeah. uh, onto onto an oversized Stick joystick. Like it's yeah. what it looks like. Exactly. Yeah, it's super. Yeah, it's big, and they don't. You can't see what it's attached to. And they have the advantage and max controllers pictured along with Tetris and Dragon Warrior, as well as a Game Boy with Baseball and Super Mario Land. So teasing all the right things there. Toys R Us is fucking crushing it on the fucking ad campaign front right now. And Ask the Pros is on Spellcaster for the SMS. Pass. <laughs> Some not new ads get us to short pro shots to talk previews after that. And there are a couple of NES games not out yet. Some Disney Capcom collab called Adventures in the Magic Kingdom. That is actually, just, it's just set in their fucking theme park. It's literally an ad for Disneyland. Did you, did Have you, look you at, played this game though? I didn't look at it. I mean, it's, I mean no, it's not, it's not out yet, but I mean, it's probably uh, great. It's, it's Capcom. It's probably fucking great. I love this game that's what's yeah. on my background right now i instantly played this as a kid like i instantly remember playing this as a kid and like you're having to answer all these disney questions about this there were trivia questions yeah, yeah 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 but you're it's going around crazy. to different places in the park and i remembered it i obviously i didn't play too far i think i probably played for like half an hour or so but it's so fun like i forgot that this is a part of the whole series with it's you know, top down like this. Is it in the side actions? What, it's, what, what it's does this side top down look? So right now it's top down when you're out in the park talking to people and answering questions. But when you go into individual rides and things, Good. it goes it switches to like the side scrolling view. It right? said the different. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. a pretty pretty cool application of of, of well, again what seemed like a theme park ad. Uh, yeah, I, I, I never fucked with this one. It's kind of like in the same. It was released when I was reading about it because, of course, I, this one I looked up because of the release date because I was playing it. I was like, ah, oh, no, this one's not out yet. 
<laughs> like it was released along as a part of, excuse me, that same Disney afternoon lineup. So Scrooge McDuck, Chippendale Rescue yeah. Rangers, the one I missed, forget Darkwing Duck. Day. It was reduced. It, I cannot say <laughs> it was introduced around that same time. Yeah, it was yeah. The, I think that the, the the House of the Mickey Mouse one was in there too. The, it yeah. was actually pretty good. It's probably the weakest of them all, but still a pretty good game comparatively. Uh, then we have uh, Mad Max IP exploitation for Mindscape. That one's also not out yet. And then the last NES title in here is Tengen is bringing yet another SMS tentpole to the NES in the form of Fantasy Zone this time. And this hit in Christmas of 89, so it's fair game. And I expected, you know, like these NES versions of the SMS games, Afterburner, they have also, uh, there's, a, there's a few of these, the fucking, can't remember them all right now because there's so many, but... The, you know, these are, I just, I just, you know, I know they're not going to be as good as the SMS version. The NES can't do what the SMS can and vice versa necessarily. So the, these, like trying to bring these over here, I'm, I'm expecting like, especially the color palette. That's like my biggest thing. Like, the SMS is such a, the, the colors are so vibrant, you know, on, on that yeah. system. And the artwork is such, such a vibrant thing that the SNES is just can't do it color palette wise. So I expect it to look like shit because that game is so pastel and bright you know and i was actually blown away by how fucking vibrant and good it looked from an aesthetic i mean it's still like you know the sprites smaller it's it's doesn't it's not definitely sms version is better but again i expected dumpster fire and it was not that bad it controlled pretty good the music was still good like hmm. i was actually my you know i would if we're gonna play this game we're gonna play the sms version like we're never gonna play this version of it but again just you know I expected worse, and I, I was I was pleasantly surprised. Because of all those aspects, I didn't play it at all. I was like, nope, yeah. not playing this. So that, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. of all yeah. those yeah. reasons you just outlined. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, I did well, play Alex Kidd and the Enchanted Castle, though. I did Dude. as well. It's, it's an SMS game. Like it. You liked it? It was fun. No, Dude, it's, a, it, it's a Genesis I game. I know, but it looked... I couldn't... I, I, I was looking, and I was like, are you fucking sure? Because it's got like that blue screen that is yeah. like all the menu screens for SMS games. The artwork and the color style, it looked so much like an SMS game. It blew my fucking mind. Like, again, I, I am not kidding you, dude. I like, and I mean, I had, I had to download it. So I have to go. I see that it's Genesis when I download it. I I take the ROM. I have all my ROMs divided into different game system folders, even the Sega ones. Or I have an yeah. SMS and a Genesis folder in my ROM database. So I put it in the Genesis folder. I go into the the Cajun fucking app, I have to, you have to choose from the menu. I mean, it plays all the different types of systems for Sega, but you have to choose which one from the menu when you're loading the ROM. So I have to choose Genesis in there. I go to my Genesis folder. I open the ROM. So I did all that. And I still was playing this game for a few seconds. I'm like, no, this is SMS. And I had to go, I went back and double, I went back and double check. <laughs> like, well, like, it says that it's a 16 bit version of Alex Kidd and the miracle world. Okay. So, yeah, uh, so maybe they didn't do the a title. whole lot. Yeah. 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 So yeah, they literally just just bumped it up to fucking the Genesis to 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 retool it. Yeah. Okay. That makes a ton of sense because yeah, I I was just like it was, <laughs> I, I thought it was terrible. <laughs> and, yeah, just fucking. I mean, uh, mostly because I I won't you know I'm sure if you play that's the thing if I like played it on SMS I'd probably be like okay this is fine but because of like the the I don't know the duplicity of the presentation here as it's like this is a fucking sms game that you're trying to tell me is a genesis game you're lying to me fuck you <laughs> you know yeah i was i was i was not at all uh happy about about that and then the other one for genesis here is ghostbusters it's not out yet but it looks way fucking better than that activision version for the snes and the sms like it way looks better. fucking 
Yeah, it looks fucking like there's like cutscene. It looks like a completely different, like they, you know, from scratch did something completely different. So I look so forward you to didn't checking play that out. It then, right? No, yeah. Yeah, it's not out yet. I played it because again, like I think I was looking up release dates midway thing and I just stopped. I was like, I'm just gonna play what I want to play. And if it's not out, then I just won't play it next time. This game <laughs> graphic sound, like I'm shocked for what I've seen at the time. Like I've, I'm clearly missing some things. I need the manual because I'm like, why why is this not working? But from what I've seen looks freaking good genesis, man I, w- I would guess yeah i mean fucking that's like i didn't even know that it existed on genesis me neither they got yeah. big sprites like it's bill murray like you're it's definitely movie ghostbusters it's not like yeah. some little weak well, attempt got, yeah yeah that's awesome so they got fucking winston in there they did do they shaft winston no they shafted him it's, did they it's shafted? what the fuck wait, is actually, up with that actually i remember the three i remember having to select between uh bill murray egon and the other, I'm pretty sure Winston Aykroyd. is not in there, but I could Aykroyd. be wrong. I could be Dan wrong. Dan could be misremembering. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fucked up. What is with I the could be misremembering that. I know he doesn't come <laughs> in right away, but still, I just can't believe that all these fucking Ghostbusters IP keep fucking midi- like minimizing his impact on the fucking group. <laughs> Unacceptable. Super <laughs> fucked up, man. Yeah. Okay, we get another full pager for Twin Cobra, and then we get Black Bass, Double Dragon, and fucking Magic Johnson's fast break. <laughs> before we get to the pro news report for some current gaming news and events. And this has been expanded from its usual single page to a whopping three, uh, although it's really just two and a half because of an ad. Uh, but the, the reason they do that, I'm guessing, is because they're doing CES coverage here. And they are talking like this. They open it up by talking about Super Mario Brothers 3 like it's not out yet. Right? <laughs> I was <laughs> very confused. Yeah, it, it was out. Support, yeah, exactly. Like, and that's definitely wrong for March. You know, because it's in the March-April issue, which hit newsstands early March for Nintendo Power. And so, yeah, so let alone the April newsstand date of this issue. So it should have been in the last issue was out, you know. But that, that's kind of, I mean, the whole time I'm going through this one, I'm like, how are they not talking about Super Mario Bros. 3 yet? Like, what the fuck yeah. is going on here? You know, <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? So, yeah, I, I, that was, that's weird. It fucked me. And, like, and you, it's, you know, they this prone, I mean, CES, I think, was in March. Because, yeah, because, and it actually must have been in February because... Nintendo Power talked about the CES for the March issue too. So, like they've had, they've been sitting on this for like a month and some change, publishing some super outdated information. You know, it was like ah, it's bad, bad reporting. <laughs> super surprised. Like yeah. all the titles that I I recognize in there, it seemed like we had talked about them before. We've exactly, and that's, that's because Nintendo Power did their fucking CES yeah. stuff already. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and it, the whole thing is just that too. They don't really talk about anything else in here, but CES game titles. So you have three pages of shit we known for a month and a half as far as if you have your finger on the pulse of the gaming community you know as we do <laughs> they do one fun thing they do here the last page though is they have a whole page of some todd they dressed up as their mascot as just like game pro in the in the comics and i so badly wanted to find the name of this dude to look at what he might have totted into down the road yeah. after this but <laughs> no fucking luck unfortunately i couldn't uh. find any. i could nothing in the, they don't mention it and they don't they don't they don't cite him in the in the mag and then there was i couldn't find anything as far as googling goes i did however find an awesome photo archive for ces conventions from 1967 and onward on theverge.com and i posted the link on our on our shit and the link will be in the show notes but yeah it's, it's photographs you know of the conventions and dude i mean i don't know man i mean you know i know i know it's the biggest electronics thing kind of industry thing i know it's big a big deal and has been a big i didn't know it was around 67 but i, no, I knew yeah I, 
yeah, I knew it was a big deal for a long time now. Uh, but dude, I mean, photos, if you go through those photos, like it is fucking bananas, dude. They're just like, it's like motherfuckers are just like fucking packed on top of each other to fucking look at this shit and like fuck with these things. It's, it was, I was blown away by like, yeah, how intense it looked even in like the 60s pictures, you know, <laughs> of, of how populated it was and how busy it was and how just like frenzied and frantic it looked like. I don't know, look like fucking animals, man. <laughs> like fucking National Geographic coverage of human beings. It was fucking really, really cool photo series. So uh, I would I would check that out if that sounds at all intriguing to you. And the, and the pictures and, and the thing here too, Todd, Toddery notwithstanding, the photos are, are pretty cool. He's like, go ahead, shows him at different booths and stuff. He's at like the Sunsoft booth. He's with Batman and fucking different mascots oh, and, stuff. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. So pretty fun, pretty fun. After that, we have a bunch of ads we've seen, and they bring back the shitty high scores with no player locations listed in this, and they tease Ninja Gaiden 2 in the next issue before we get to a slight retooling of the Tenjin ad we've seen many times back here. So, yeah, this is always usually in the back cover, the back inside cover, and it shows all Tenjin's titles. A lot of them, like we said, are SMS ports and stuff. All those usual suspects are here again. But notable additions here that I had not seen prior to this are Police Academy and RBI Baseball 2. And Police Academy... Never ended up making it out, unfortunately. Mm. Confirmed, <laughs> yeah, confirmed in a magazine, a Paste magazine article. I'll, I'll put a link to in the show notes and post it on our shit as well. The article also mentioned a Hellraiser cash grab from Color Dreams, your favorite company, that uh, might have been their one saving grace, and they didn't actually get it out. So that's fucking lame. <laughs> but there's a, there's a screenshot. I mean, I think there must have been a ROM dump or something of it, or at least some of the demo stuff, because you can actually there's a screenshot in the article of Hellraiser pits, like a pretty cool pixel art of, of Pinhead, you know, which is pretty awesome. Hellraiser was a cool. Not one I had a ton of exposure to as a kid, but I knew it existed, and Pinhead was definitely intriguing to me, you know? It was almost like two, which is weird. Like, I was not, I did not self-censor when it comes to horror stuff as a kid or anything, and it may have just been a lack of ability to get to it somehow or another, but, like, I don't remember seeing a lot of those, and, like, I think of it as scary, even now as an adult. So there's a possibility to me that I subconsciously was like, nope, not doing that one. <laughs> there was something about Hellraiser which seemed... Maybe as a kid, like anything to seem like legit demonic, like this is some real shit. You don't want to mess with it. Like yeah. I was like, no, thank you. And that so is that yeah, the whole thing. Was like, like, I, I, I remember, even though I, I don't have ever watched one in entire and in, in, in its entirety. I think I tried to get Amy to sit down and watch the first one with me one time, and I fell asleep, and she bitched at me for falling asleep because she <laughs> had nightmares and shit after the fact. So like, yeah, but like, there's there's the scene where the guy, like, they're at a party or something, and the guy's upstairs, and he has the little cube, you know, and he fucking opens it somehow or another, doing a little seance or something, and the fucking the the things come out of it and rip his fucking chest open and shit, and I think that's maybe how it might be the origin story of Pinhead, or or maybe I don't know, I, I'm not sure. Like I said, I haven't watched it enough to know the full story of Hellraiser, but like that that scene is etched into my fucking my psyche. Anyways, Police Academy was never my jam. Very different topic. Despite my love for Steve Gutenberg ever, ever after having worked with him a couple of times on those desert turkey movies. I don't know. It was just like an IP that did not mean much to me. Did you? Like, I you really enjoyed I really enjoyed the Police Academy movies. And funny enough, um, man, I can't remember the game. The guy's name now. That is crazy. The one who does all the sounds. The, the sound. I knew that's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, think I, that, I don't know I think, why. I want to say that guy. I want to say he passed. I want to say he died young. Well, he, he was friends with my older brother. And oh, so no he shit. came to our house when I was a kid and stuff. Oh, like, I yeah, met no, him. Then, he yeah, did the voices Christ. live. And so oh, I was like, holy yeah. shit, we can yeah, really maybe. do that. Like, I'm amazed, you know? Yeah, I'll say there's there's no way to avoid 
not being into those movies that that happened. Oh, yeah, for sure. Close. Yeah, yeah, for I'm sure. like, that's the guy he was doing that at my house. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, fucking, that's fucking awesome. In Columbus, Ohio? He's from Ohio? Yeah, man. He was friends with my brother, Tony. And they came to our house one time. And I was like, oh, hey. You know? Oh, shit. That's cool. Yeah, they were friends. I can't remember how, but yeah, they met somehow. Word. Very cool. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just, you know, like that's the kind of movie that would have required my dad being into it. And I guess he wasn't into it because I don't ever remember watching those. And it kind of seems like like dumb like my dad was not by no means fucking too good for dumb slapstick shit, you know. So like I'm surprised that he wasn't. Maybe he was, and I just I wasn't in the room when he watched them. I don't know. But yeah, those, those movies just didn't get me as kids as a kid. Anyhow, fuck all that, man. RBI Baseball too. I did you fuck with this? No, not at all. Oh my god, dude! I've never even dabbled, and like I'm a huge fan of the of the first game. We've talked about that. Like it's like you know I love I love. How because I love bases loaded too, also, but I love how much it's more of an arcade experience of a baseball game than bases loaded two is. It's like it's they're two different, you know, they're they're both great in their own way. And I and I like the differences that they have between them. But dude, this game is fucking amazing. They changed the sprites from that roly-poly little chubby fucker vibe the the ones in the in the first game have to more standard looking athletic human kind of thing so you know it just feels more uh an effort towards realism i guess and they basically they kept the arcade like the the gameplay was still the same kind of fun the batting is better the pitching i don't know if the, the pitching's not better than than base loaded like the control you have over pitching and bases loaded too for nes is kind of fucking unreal to be honest with you the level of control you have with pitch movement and 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 variance how you're able to control your pitch mid whatever to actually recreate the different types of baseball pitches. So it's by no means as complex on the pitching front. Uh, and, and you know, that's uh, where maybe it still is more of an arcade game than a true effort towards simulation. But they basically, because they, the first one has, it's got, it's got, I don't know, fucking 12 teams or 14 teams or something. They don't have the whole MLB basically. And neither game has MLB licenses, but they do have both games have player licenses. So in the first one, what was cool too is you could you know, like you recognize player names, and the players have underlying attributes to some degree or another that that mirror you know who those players were in real life. You know, so this one has the players license still, so you have all the players, but it's got mm. all twenty all twenty six teams. So and they didn't have Cleveland in the first one either, which I of course always hated. So they have Cleveland in this one now. So I immediately jumped on Tom Candiotti on the mound and Joe Carter bashing dingers for me because the, the rosters are eighty nine, which is like that is that is my childhood baseball. That's like that's the year for me for childhood baseball. But <laughs> before I moved over to fucking football and like the eighty nine tops, Cleveland Indians team set is like something that I bought as a thing fucking like from from somewhere as a kid i remember and i remember having all everyone on fucking tom candy i got i got fucking Corey snyder here uh, i had that yeah. i had that exact figurine also yeah. oh Corey my snyder, i got Corey snyder starting lineup figure i was that, collecting uh, those starting lineup figures back i didn't i didn't have those as time. a kid i did not have those as a kid really but oh, uh, I'm, I'm the surprised. reds ones the reds and yankee ones i had those yeah no shit yeah, yeah. Fucking uh, my boy uh, Groob. You remember Ryan Groob by yeah, chance? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Groob was like cleaning out uh, a bunch of shit at his house. Um, I don't know. Jamie was probably making him throw shit out. <laughs> and they got fucking like 40 kids now. And they, yeah, so he was like literally going to throw a bunch of stuff away. And he just like, he, I called it, I've talked about it on the pod before. I think I mentioned it already, but it was like, I called it like a Rust Belt sports starter pack. So I guess he was. <laughs> 
he, yeah, he was from you know, uh, Canton, Akron as well area. So he was into the Indians, Cleveland stuff. But for some reason, he also liked the Bills as a kid. So he had uh, he's got Cornelius Bennett and Jim Kelly starting lineup figures, that Corey Snyder figure, and he, the cards he sent me were like a Vitaly Potapenko rookie and like a bunch uh, an Andre Reed Pro Line signed card, the autographed card from the 1991 Pro Line set, and like some other fucking a, a couple of cards that were just it was, I like I said I called it the Rust Belt. Uh, the early '90s Rust Belt starter uh, sports starter pack nice. that he just randomly mailed me because he was gonna throw this shit away or try to sell it on eBay. Probably he sells a lot of shit on eBay. Um, so yeah, it was super cool. They just sent me that shit out of nowhere. But anyways, yeah, fucking '89 fucking uh, Cleveland Indians allowed me to play them. So that's fucking awesome. And it's got a full season sim mode now too, so you can play a whole season. Which the 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 first game only had kind of like this tournament bullshit to it that was like. You know, more than one game, but not a full baseball yeah. season. So that's built out better than the first game's thing. And yeah, man, I mean, it's, you know, in general, I would say that the sim aspects are still a hair behind the bases loaded two stuff where the base loaded two has like the biometrics I've talked about for the players between games. They change how, you know, physically tip top shape they are and how they might perform statistically in the, in the, in the next game, you know, so there's that level of complexity that's not, that's absent here, but generally speaking, I mean, this is, I think it's definitely overall a better baseball game. The, the arcade play is much better. The, like, the shitty part about base loaded two where, like, you hit a fly ball and, like, trying to get your player to get underneath how fast the ball moves and stuff is, like, borderline impossible. Uh, and this is a much better job of just kind of executing baseball in a way that you can be competitive and actually enjoy it, too, you know? So, yeah, man, really, really fucking good really fucking good baseball game. And we have not played a baseball game yet for this. Uh, we haven't played much sports stuff at all. And like part of it's because we, you know, they're still figuring sports games out and they're, they're not necessarily aren't a lot of good ones yet. There's not so. a lot of hits at all. At this exactly point. right. And the dude, this game is fucking great. So it you, looks good. It looks like a game. There was a baseball game I played as a kid and I still can't remember what it was. I'm like, is it this game that I actually really enjoyed? Like I played it a lot and I don't. Baseball stars maybe too is another good one. Well, I played a game similar to this, maybe this, and then there was a game that um, was Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson game, like I played a lot. But I had the I had the Game Boy one. Yeah. The Game Boy Baseball, the football was pretty shitty, but the game the Game Boy Baseball version was great. Really good baseball game. Baseball, like this, seems like a more simple baseball game, which I think I was into at the time. You know, like there's some sports games where I want all the details, give me all the options. I think with baseball, it's like keep it simple. Let me be able to hit the ball, throw it. Like we're good. Yeah. This kind of looks like that type of game. Yeah, like I said, yeah, it's a good, it's a good, I think, uh, the good sweet spot between complexity and just, fun, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, dude, yeah, I fucking, you're going to hear about this later for sure, I promise you. The, <laughs> yeah, uh, I never would have guessed, like, going into this, if you'd asked me, like, would this be a big sports extravaganza issue? No, like, I did not expect to be encountering new sports games right now that uh, we had not played and were good enough to warrant playing. So the fact that we had two of them in here was pretty surprising to me. Uh, the back cover features the Konami LCD handheld line, which is pretty hot gaming IP. Uh, but you know, these fucking things absolutely suck for sure. They, they, they have a picture bottom of the ninth baseball Bayou Billy, double, dri double dribble, top gun, Teenage Ninja Turtles, Gradius, Skater Die, Contra. And I once got my hands on the TMT, TMNT one a time or two at a friend's house. I can't remember exactly where or who it was. But I have pretty much zero memory of the gameplay, which means it probably wasn't memorable. I don't know. Did you? Yeah. We we talked about the we had that whole issue that had the you know that really featured these. Uh, did any of these jump out to you and jar any memories or anything? 
not really. The ones I had weren't this brand, you know. So right. I'm looking. I'm like, did I have a? But uh, no, I definitely didn't yeah. have any come out ones. They, yeah, they were they were definitely not as prominent as the Tiger ones, as far as availability goes, for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, let's figure out what game we're gonna play. is the desert theme from Alex Kidd in the Enchanted Castle. Bringing us into our nominations. I went first last time, too. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I had a very tough time this time. There, for the first time in a while, I had too many selections and I wasn't able to narrow them down. I wean, I had to wean down, too. I had like six or seven written Dude. down. So, my first two that I immediately wrote down are games that we talked about before that showed up in this issue, Batman, Truxton. Truxton finally with its full spread. So I'm like, yes, give Truxton some love. We've talked about Batman multiple times, so those don't really need to talk about those. My third one originally was Solstice until I had to cross it out because I realized it wasn't wasn't ready yet. So I was like, all right. So then I put down Lolo 2, wondering if I was asking for a headache. Like, this is fun. Is this going to be painful? I don't know if there's like a hundred stages and I'm going to be cursing myself for Chinese later. <laughs> but yeah, that's so a, I... That's, that's, that's the perfect kind of game too, though, where, you know, it's... it. I mean, yeah, there is something missed by not finishing it. But like most games, like we didn't finish Fester's Quest. Like that's an incomplete podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you don't finish Avengers of Lolo 2, like... I think I quit. I think I quit on Dig Dug Two, didn't I? I didn't finish Dig Dug Two, did I? Yeah, you didn't finish that either. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, you don't, I don't think you need to to have a good pot episode about that. So, but anyway, sorry. But yeah, a lot of the other games which I was, which I've highlighted, are not out yet. You know, I was looking at, or or they don't really work. Like I looked at Archon, I was like, wow, this is such a fun game. Like I don't know if I want to do a whole episode on it. Like how do we do that? We would talk about that different things, but eh, I don't know. And then. Adventures in the Magic Kingdom. Again, I loved it as a kid. I don't know if I ever beat it. It's not out yet, so that, that does not work. So yeah, man, it it's just tough. There are a lot of decent games, a lot of games that even talking about it with you, I'm like, oh, I could play that game. That could be fun. Like Tecmo World Wrestling, I loved it. Like, how do you beat that game? I don't know. It was just a super fun game as a kid. Ninja Gaiden 2, hard to beat. Would we'll totally play that. That's obviously not out yet, so kind of all over the place but there's a lot of games i could play from this episode for sure okay i'm shocked that there's no overlap because again because of the number i guess uh maybe that's why it's, it's less surprising but anyways <laughs> my noms are looks like I, I definitely win sports at this time slap shot sms i i i think there's plenty there like it's it's super fun the one thing about it is and granted you weren't it wasn't with you, the, but the it's a little bit redundant with the Blades of Steel episode that we already did. You know, nah, I mean, nah, I guess, you know, the, the idea that we couldn't play comparative games. Actually, I just started listening to a podcast that did an episode. Uh, what the hell was the name of that podcast? Uh, fucking. Ah, what's the name of it? No, I can't think of it. Son of a bitch. Comparing. Uh, yeah, they did, they did an episode on Blades of Steel versus Ice Hockey. And I was like, oh, that's such a cool idea. Mm. Good, great way to do nice. it for, ga for games like that that are so closely aligned in 
whatever. So, but anyway, yeah. So Slapshot for the SMS, RBI Baseball 2 for NES. And I I really think we should, I think it'd be so much fun to play that. And the Revenge of Shinobi still, like I still, I, 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 was, uh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. I, I, I considered that one too. I just didn't highlight. I was like, I don't know. For some reason I thought it wasn't out. Why didn't I highlight it? Maybe I just stopped highlighting stuff at that point. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's, we haven't played a Genesis game in a while, you know, and like I, I after fucking Fester's Quest, like that's the thing you, you mentioned Batman, like, I don't know, like, I just don't know if I can handle a Sunsoft game right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like after like, yeah, it's, there's so much, tough. there's so much. And, and, you know, Batman, it's not like we're Master Blaster or Blaster Master and Fester's Quest are so similar in so many ways. Uh, Batman is you know, a completely different style of game. So it's not like. Uh, you're getting the same kind of experience, but there are just, I don't even know what they are exactly. Just some of the art style, like Sunsoft has a certain, a certain kind of art style, a certain kind of music style. I just don't want to look at that screen <laughs> of Batman that this, you know, say, I, I just want something that feels different. And I know that a Genesis game will feel way fucking different. So th that is kind of my, and again, I just think that's one that I haven't, I do not, I was never into Shinobi as a kid and i know it's such a big thing in the genesis realm early pre-sonic era that uh, i want to give it it's just you know time i guess in this little fucking um experiment we're doing here but rbi baseball 2 will be way more fun i think it's fucking will be super fun to play some of those games and and uh, obviously the head-to-head -head element of rbi baseball 2 will be a fucking blast if we can actually figure out how to fucking do it finally I mean, we weren't able to do it with the heavy barrel but it's got to be achievable <laughs> you know so yeah man mm. i uh i don't know there's no overlap there so we're not doing that um i could do i mean yeah, I, 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 gave, I gave you fester's quest last time fuck you i, I <laughs> I am, I, am, I, am getting a, I am getting a strong say in this fucking this goddamn thing. I, I am that you were that you went along with Fester's quest so easily. I was like, all right. <laughs> but I mean, that's fair. When I think about Revenge of Shinobi, I thought it was fun. I had a lot of like only good things to say about it. I don't remember what it was that made me playing it and be like cautious about it, like just putting it on my list. I don't remember what that was. But without remembering that, yeah, I, I would play Re Revenge of Shinobi. RBA baseball too, very different, but yeah, I, I would, I could play that too. I could play that too. I'd be interested in either one of those. Nobody's, I don't know. That, we just don't do it. Like, like I, I'm leaning, like I'm sitting here right now, leaning more towards Revenge of Shinobi, but I feel like it's for all the wrong reasons. Like we don't play enough sports games. Like we yeah. are, we are sports. We like sports games, and I don't feel like we, and I, I feel like in general. Like so many of the podcasters, even the ones I like and listen to, are anti-sport people. You know, uh, that new one, or maybe it's not the new one. Like the Tadpog one that I started listening to. Listen, like those guys hate sports games and they talk shit about every one of them. Like they just like just shit on the fucking like the early Madden games and like the the you know, mutant league football, mutant league hockey, shit like that. And like those fucking games are incredible. And like I, I don't know, I just I don't want to. I think very much we should be properly representing and covering sports games and i feel like almost feel like we're doing a bad job of that and that steers that makes me want to say rbi baseball more even though there are parts of me that like revenge of shinobi is you know what you know actually a, a good and this is also podcast best podcast 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 based shit that probably shouldn't be factoring in as much as we mm -hmm. we are but we're probably not going to see a ton of rbi baseball too 
shit. Revenge of Shinobi is another one, just like Batman, that we don't have to worry about going away and losing the opportunity yeah. to do it later. So I kind of feel like maybe for though all those reasons, we should fucking do what I wanted to do in the first place. Most at my at the my most emotional core, just play RBA yeah. baseball too, because it'll be fun. You know what I mean? I, th- I think I'm down with that. Cause when all I think right. about Shinobi, even though it had all the familiar Genesis arcade, big sprite sound color. I think I just got the vibe, like Altered Beast, all those other Genesis games that it's are, gonna it's gonna be a little vein. more it's gonna be a little more dutiful, I think, playing Revenge of Shinobi, like a little bit more of a slog, like not, yeah. I, and I don't mean that as far as to say in a really bad way, but I do think it'll be a little more got to play this for the podcast than it will be like I'm fucking having fun playing this. I would play this right now in the exact same way I'm playing it. Other than the stopping to take notes, <laughs> even without even without the podcast being there, you know. So, okay, let's fucking play RBI baseball too then, and actually have some sports fun, and we'll clearly, we'll, we'll clearly co-op that at some point or another, and that'll be a fucking blast. Nice. And if I can get my notes up here, we will get into the closing sequence where I will say, subscribe to the pod on the platform provided whatever dumbass company that shows up your power rate. Please rate and leave positive shit for the pod on whatever platform you listen to. If you enjoy our nonsense, website is nyhentertainment.com forward slash ISO. I'm trying to say it too fast. ISOHpod. And email us at ISOHpodcast at gmail.com. Follow the pod and banter with us on the Facebook page and subreddit and talk shit to us about our gameplay videos on the YouTube. Links to all those will be in the show notes as they always are. We don't have a Patreon, but if you like giving money to things podcasters tell you to, and would like to do so, at our direction, the Able Gamers Foundation creates custom gaming rigs for gamers with disabilities. That's cool as fuck. AbleGamers.org is where you can find them. T-shirts. Buy the T-shirts. They're fucking cool. I'm wearing one right now. Look how cool it is. Jay, what are your socials? <laughs> <laughs> Gentleman JB without the second E. That's my uh, gamer tag. That's how you can find me on the socials. On Twitter, I am at Josh Fallen. On Instagram, I am my shape is broke. And my gamer tag is 2MinuteTodd. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> Our hero Laurel, oh, God damn it.